0: I didn't hear your phone, Michael.
1: I, I, I'm learning. I had it on oh, silent sure. already. So I'm getting better. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our next episode of Count the Bucket with the panel back to being full. Nick, we missed you last week. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Sure. Of course, CJ, always nice to have you as always. Sure. Rocking the, the Knicks hat So we'll just go ahead and, Before we dive into the NBA What's going on around And then we're actually we're six weeks away So we're really building up some momentum going into the league So we're going to start breaking down each division Each conference, whatever you want to call it uh, Each week as we get on up Because there's six conf- or six divisions So we will be starting in the Atlantic One this week And working our way west But before we get all into that Let's hear how you guys been doing, Nick How's your week been doing? Big my week again.
0: has been my, my week's been really great, honestly. Um, I know. I mean, we 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 talked about it, uh, before we went live. Um, I'm trying to kill this fantasy, man. I'm um, new to it. I'm still very new to it to a degree, but let's say I'm going to be one and zero this week. So that's a good sign.
1: That's a, that's all that matters. All that matters. How about you, CJ?
2: Doing great, doing great. A little little upset, you know. My team lost today, lost to the Dolphins, but um, you know, so, other yeah. than that. Yeah, it's you know it's it's all right. I'll, I'll be I'll be fine, but glad to be here talking basketball with my guys. Two K just dropped on Friday, so definitely excited for that. Looking to uh, you know stream a little bit more on Twitch, uh, but I'll drop the the plug <laughs> after this show, at go. the end of the show. But uh, yeah, you know it's been it's been a, it's been a pretty day against
1: thing. everyone or something like that.
2: <laughs> something like that. right? <laughs> wow.
1: But uh, uh, well you know. I want to go ahead because you guys were talking a little bit about it. I want to hear a little bit about the game because I'm 36-year-old. I don't get too much gaming time anymore just because I have three little ones. Otherwise, I would be gaming it like crazy. My son actually went to – actually, all three of my kids went to a birthday party to a local store where it's nothing but like little game systems. While I was at work, my wife sent me a picture of my son playing on a – what was it? Nintendo 64, I think it was. And he's Ooh. playing Super Mario and he was oh, wow. absolutely loving it, you know. So they got all these old school games like that. And, you know, we just got a Wii from someone that actually gave it to us. So we're going to start letting him play a little bit of games like that because I, I don't want him to be completely consumed by it because there's a fine line there. Of but course. I could tell that my son's going to be a gamer like I kind of was too. So this room may eventually be a gamer slash studio slash sports room. And I am absolutely going to love it. But. Back in my day, it was easy to shoot. I know you talked about this before. See, I do have 2K22 or 21, and I played it a little bit. And I'll struggle big time to shoot. Is it just me where I'm old and haven't been in the game? Because, you know, it was – I'll be honest with you. I'm so – uh coach-minded I would play zone sometimes switch it up like I mean I had offense where I'd run I'd have the pick and rolls I knew what was going on offensively with my guys now I come to this and I can't do it anymore of course I'm probably a decade skip have they fixed those errors where you can't just like grab the remote and say hey I know I can do this part like is it more like you're almost controlling the guy with the triple threat your jabs and everything like do you have to get in that because I never tried to learn that I just like you know what I'm gonna run around here and get a pick, and I'm just gonna alley oop it. Triangle, triangle, alley oop. You
2: know, right? Yes, triangle, it's a-
0: triangle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's really a mix of what you said. I mean, I feel like the first part of what you talked about, how you know, if you have the IQ, just knowing whether you're, you played ball in years past mm-hmm. or or just you know just have a knowledge for the game, you could definitely implement that into the game because it's you know it's mm-hmm. based off simulation. And then okay. yeah, you do have to you know learn some of the controls to to, to enable to get an advantage. Um, so I feel like if you combine both of those, it'd be pretty good. You <laughs> be okay. pretty good because some people have okay. one and not the other. So if you're able to have, but if you could, if you're able to mix both, then I mean you're looking at a you know a pretty good player. I mean they have a 2K league right now where they you know those those guys they have professional gamers. They're sponsored mm-hmm. by the NBA the NBA teams and they're, and they're playing for half a million dollars at the end yeah. of the season. So uh, I mean it's it's definitely it's growing. they in year five right now. So yeah, you know it's 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 growing slowly but surely, but yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. It came out. It came out Thursday, it came out Thursday, but it really officially came out Friday. Right. <clears throat> I was just on it just now <laughs> before we got on, uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good game. I'm, I'm a fan. In years past it was, it was a little bit too arcadey and not, not okay. realistic like we're talking about right now. And I think it's a good mix between the arcade and the real, and the realistic depending on okay. the mode that you play on where, so I think, um, it's good. It's good. I'm a fan so far. You got to get your badges. Count the bucket. Yes, sir. Bucket. Get those.
0: We're still waiting on our cup, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Once I get Where the we idea, at, man? It. I'm flashing. Oh, CJ, time. are you one one?
1: I didn't know you was 21. one. I apologize. Yeah, of course. man. come on. You
2: okay. got to give them for the whole team. I apologize trail. because,
1: you know, I've got something here that I was waiting to open up.
2: Oh.
1: I had it last week for uh, Nick, but he was a no-show, so I didn't open it up. I wanted to bring it up live. Oh so my god! Hey, okay, Lookie okay, there! Lookie okay. there! My
0: yeah. unofficial cup right now.
1: Yes, sir. Not my hands with? yet, but with a straw. With a straw. With a straw. So I will need your address and get that uh, sent out to you. And CJ, I'll get you one as well.
2: I definitely, bro. I need one of those for sure. Anybody else
1: that's watching would like one of these cups. Let me know. Send us a message on nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine plus shipping. We gotta yeah, figure out what shipping. the shipping's gonna be. About a,
0: uh, two two dollars two dollars fifty cents of shipping.
1: <laughs> I mean, so we'll, we'll figure that all out. But yes, yes, yes. plus so tax. We'll get that plus tax here. added to plus that. Plus tax. Yes. Plus, uh, you know, handling fees and count mm-hmm. the bucket uh, percentage off of that. So it's gonna be about forty bucks for that cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. Weird. If you guys want a cup. 20 bucks plus shipping on that will get you a cup out. So, with that being said, one thing that I did like, and that I back to the 2K, what hurt me big time last year when I did play, because again, probably a decade before I played it, I'd always be point guard and you know, I'd get the ball in my hand, do whatever I wanted to. So, I created my character and I struggled big time. I could not do a thing. So next time I went ahead and just deleted that character, kind of started again, made myself a little bit taller because I could actually handle a little bit more abuse. So it's kind of more realistic on that and uh, still struggled to shoot. So I learned how to do like a backdoor pick, uh, call it out, get the backdoor cut where it kind of does the the half plays, if you will. Yes. And I basically only way I could ever score is almost let them pass the ball to me at the goal and I could just shoot the ball and be done with it. That's all I could do.
2: But yeah, you know what? I, was, yeah go,
1: go. I was just gonna say, I was still getting up there about 15 to 20, 25 points, 10 assists. Cause you know, that's it, throw them dimes
0: out. we, we averaging <laughs> about 40 and 15. What you
1: uh, know? I can't shoot, I seriously cannot shoot a three on you that. You got to go to the
2: hole, you got to go to the hole, man. East side, I would, I would, they have a mode called 2KU, which is uh-huh. like 2K University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you know, they give you all the controls and how to play. And I'll just, you know, I'll go in there for like maybe, you know, 30, and then when you, you know, when you whenever you get some time, you know, here. Gotcha. So, you know, you just go in there for like 30 minutes or so, learn a couple of controls, get right. Obviously, YouTube uh, is mm-hmm. like Google, but for videos. Gotcha. So you can learn how to, you know, you can learn how to do some things on there. They have definitely have a bunch of tutorials on certain gotcha. dribble moves and, and shooting. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's just like anything. You know, you put the time in, you know, you'll, you'll figure gotcha. it out. But, because you know, uh, you the, know, 25 and 10 off, off stock is is pretty good.
1: I mean, I made it to the heat, my rookie year. Now nah, I mean just was in my rookie year. So me and Bam running the high pick and roll. I mean, I it's lob city over there to heal. Let me did just they draft you or
0: did, or did or did you choose that team?
1: Hey no, this guy is not being traded. I built that team.
2: <laughs>
1: that team. See me in the, come in out
2: And the new one, you um you picked a team, but uh-huh. you, you the first the first session is uh you're in a summer league championship. So, you have to win that. And then, the, the regarding on how you play, it uh-huh. determines whether or not you're going to be a six man or a starter, where you're going to be in the rotation. So, uh, okay. they, you know, they kind of got rid of the college thing. The college thing was kind of getting played out. And now they brought the summer right. league in there to try to mix it up. But it, it, it's, it's good. It's good. I'm a fan.
1: See, I used to in the older days, what uh, older days? I can't believe I just said that. But when I was in
2: college, I used <sighs> to move the minutes
1: up to like 20 minute like quarters and like, listen, I was winning games like over 200 points. Like, it was ridiculous. I had it. Down pat. As soon as they cross half court, I could steal the ball every time. Just go and shoot a three. It, it it was arcade, like you were saying. Like, can't probably hurt me more than
2: anything. So oh,
1: I don't know, that man. stuff
2: is still available, bro. I'm telling really? You. Yes, yes. Um, you still do some of those things. See, I'm but too all line, poor. Online, you need uh-huh. you need a team. You need a team. See, that's you what I was about to ask online. you. See, yeah. I, I want to. I,
1: let me ask you, CJ versus the world. If I got me a character and pulled up online, would you play with me on that team?
2: You got PlayStation? <sighs>
0: no. The Xbox uh, boy, let's go. I mean,
2: you got. What's I, what's I have. About? I have. Um, you got. You got Who? Series X. I don't even know what you just said. No. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the. Uh, it's the. That's the, the P-5 newest one. Yeah, it's the five oh, no. version. The, uh, man, Xbox. no. Okay, uh, I man.
1: just told you. I just got my son a Wii. Okay,
2: I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, I'll see what happens. Um, see no, if I, I, I can, much.
1: I can hear all those C's that you just dropped, that really means no.
2: Nah, I mean, I, I just don't have <laughs> the, I'm, I'm more of a PlayStation guy, so, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't played Xbox since really 360, so. Um, okay. It's been Listen, a while.
1: Let's be honest, going from Xbox to uh, PlayStation, because, you know, sometimes in college I'd play both, it's hard because the X button moves, you know? Yes. Yes. It's, right. It's, right. Do you, yes. Did you it's all struggle tax. with that, too? I course, I did, definitely. Yeah.
2: definitely early
0: okay. on. I did. I can't remember what 2K. I think it was 21 in my career. Uh They asked me what team I wanted to pick. I think I chose the Knicks and I can't I can't <laughs> I can't remember who my rival was. But I just remember during the draft, it was first pick. He went to the Knicks. And then I was the second pick, and I went to the Knicks. And I was like, you talk about being so unrealistic, bro. The Knicks got the oh, first yeah. two picks in the draft. Like that's insane. I think I want to say it was 21. I think it was 21.
1: Might be the jazz in the near future.
2: Oh. Yo, yo, Real quick, the jazz jerseys. I haven't even seen they, them. What what were they thinking? Like, I haven't, I haven't seen them. No, you I haven't, haven't seen them those either. yellow, those yellow joints. Uh-uh. I haven't no. Oh gosh. Somebody I pull it up. To I'm just, yeah, I'm to see Twitter can, now. See if I can pull it up. Those jerseys
1: are rough on the eyes, man. Really? Do you think Dwayne Wade has the, a pull on that one? He, man, he's just a name, brother. <laughs> no,
0: see, he, really he, he, probably, he probably has like, no control with that team yeah, at exactly all. Right? Oh,
2: he has no are control you talking about these here? Those? Yes. The, yes. But the but the uh, away that's ones like, are just yellow. That's that's like dandy, like dandelion yellow. It's that's are like dandelion. practice jerseys,
0: To be honest,
2: I feel like it's in college. Exactly. That's what they look like. They look like practice jerseys.
0: Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get that.
2: Like, I was, I was going up anymore. against the Jazz, and I'm like, "Yo, this is their new jerseys. It just says Jazz, and it's like yellow. I'm like, what? This is what Have you on? seen this one?
0: That looks nasty.
2: That one, that one looks uh, stubborn. I, I, okay. I'm okay with that one. I don't know yeah. why they got rid of the jerseys. To be, they have one of the best jerseys in the NBA. Mm. They have throwback jerseys with the mountains on it. Like, that's fire. Like, why are, you, why are you getting rid of that? I don't understand. That's just bad marketing, bro. I, I just it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, all it really says. Oh, okay. Just jazz. Whoop. It's, uh, it's like, it's generic. Yeah. What is that? It's a bad luck,
0: man. It's a bad luck. Utah is not a serious franchise right now, unfortunately.
2: Spe- speaking, of Utah, speaking of Utah, speaking of Utah, Nicky here last week. You know, we kind of dived into the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, give us, give us your thoughts on that, and you know, the, the deal within itself, and then what's what's your expectations for Cleveland?
0: I like it honestly.
1: you are saying Mitchell's going from that to these jerseys. It's, upgrade.
0: It's, upgrade,
1: huge upgrade, in all, huge all upgrade. Aspects.
0: But man, my, my thoughts on the Mitchell trade, I like it honestly. Um I don't know if y'all may have saw me on Twitter, but I actually predicted the Cavs were probably gonna be the Cavs are probably gonna be at least top top four in the in the East, in my opinion. Like when you think about it, you know, you got Donovan Mitchell okay. who is ask you, then. okay. What is it? Go ahead and ask me.
1: Who's who's the top four then if they're top oh. four? Because because we, we talked about this. You got three in the division the we're about to
2: talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah.
0: So, obviously, okay, top four in the East. You yeah, got Milwaukee. Obviously, Boston's gonna be there. And then I'll say, I don't, I don't know if I should go Brooklyn. I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I really trust Brooklyn like that right now.
1: Okay. I'll Over say Philly Miami.
0: then. I'll it. Okay, Philly. Okay, I'll say Philly. And then I guess Cleveland.
2: Over Miami. For right now, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. I hate you. Hey, <laughs> Hey, CJ. I have you a cup. I will send that to you if you send me
2: that. Address. I got you, bro. Oh, I got <laughs> you. But I mean, like more,
0: more on the Mitchell side. I mean, like when you when you look like when you look at the whole dynamic of the team, you know, you have a great back backcourt. You got, uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Garland is really ascending as a playmaker type. So you know, him and Mitchell will be able to fit in that backcourt. Although, we know. Rubio got traded, didn't he? Or no? Nice
2: to there. No, okay, still so there. Solid. Okay, yeah, okay. So that's
0: so that's gonna be interesting because, but last year before Rubio got hurt, he had, in my opinion, what was gonna be his best season, yes. playing at that uh, starting point guard. Then you had Garland playing the two spots. So now, whenever he does come back, I guess you have a run the second unit, which honestly isn't too bad, honestly. Um, so yeah, you got you got uh, Garland and Mitchell in the backcourt. Um, it's still kind of interesting to see because I, I was talking with my guy Agu last night. We were trying to see like who could start at the three man spot, whether it was Isaac Okoro or um, Sadie Osman. Akoro is a great defender, great on ball defender, but he's not the best shooter in the world, even though he is like very athletic. But Osman is obviously the better shooter, so I don't know which piece will pop, will possibly complement Mitchell in that wing position. So that'll be something that um that the coach staff will figure out. And then you got the twin towers as well. You got Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley, who, in my opinion, was supposed to be rookie of the year last year, is going to take his game to another level. So Cleveland's going to be a team to be reckoned with, honestly. Um, I know that a lot of people still have different emotions about the trade, obviously, but I think that they'll be up there as far as, like, one of the top contenders in the East.
2: Yeah, I think for that that, that center, uh, center small forward position, I think that's definitely going to be the, the question there. I think it's pr- pretty much just going to come down to who's hot, in, in the game, whether it's like you said, Shady Osman or Okoro, Lavert, so it's going to come down to you know those those oh, three guys right there. I forgot about
0: Lavert, man. That's crazy. They got
2: they, got, they have some depth yeah, too, man. So, Kevin so off
0: the bench, oh yeah, Kevin Lowe, too. So let me ask y'all this though: so who do y'all see as being the alpha of this team? Because you know, obviously with Mitchell having the experience, you know, we we've seen what he what he's done in the playoffs with Utah, but over the last few years with Utah having the best record in 2021, and then, of course, them getting knocked down the first round this past year, uh, a lot of people don't really think that Donovan Mitchell can be the number one option. So who do you guys think will be the alpha? Would it be Mitchell? Would it be Garland? Like, Who do y'all think?
1: Starting out, I think it has to be Mitchell.
0: Just because Uh, of the um, experience?
1: Yes. I think it's going to be... I had it sitting here. I think it's going to be Mitchell. I just I haven't busted up a card in a while. I think it's Mitchell's team until Garland can blossom more and keep on going. Uh, I do think it's going to be possibly like a 1-2, 1-8, 1-B situation in two to three years. But I think as of right now, Mitchell's got to come in and say, hey, I've come from a team as Utah being the number one in the West. This is what we did during the season to be good. This is what I expect, you know, and that kind of man in the locker room and be the voice on that as far as a leader. Because Garland, yes, he can lead them, but he can only say, hey, this is what I expect. Mitchell can come in and say, this is what we did, and this is what we got, you know. Now, of course, they tanked pretty much in the playoffs. I won't say tanked because that sounds like they meant to lose. They flopped in the playoffs, but at least they were the number one seed, best records for like so many What two years they pretty much was top tier as far as records in the season, so I think he has that background that he can stand on for that. And really, I think Mitchell is a better player right now.
2: Right now, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think think Mitchell's gonna be the guy right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, best player doesn't always mean alpha. uh, I agree. I think, I think in this situation, just because of like you, like you alluded to the experience that he has in the postseason. The Cavs are trying to get to that point. We thought they were going to get to that point in the regular season last year, but they kind of fell short because of the inexperience and the young guys and Jared Allen going out in the second half of the season. That definitely hurt their chances and mm-hmm. their seeding uh, for Cleveland. So I think it will be Mitchell. And then I, I I think in a couple of years, I could see Evan Mobley being that guy. Yes. For, for the Cavs just because, of his, versus, yeah, because of his versatility. At at the wing position, at the power forward position. You need that. You need guys that could guard Giannis, that could maybe guard Tatum in, in certain, you know, situations in the fourth quarter in high pressure games. Um, bam out of bio, uh, Michael's team, you know, maybe Butler and certain, you know, just he has that versatility where I could see him being a really good two-way player. I was I was just watching his pro am runs with Kevin Durant and uh, some of some other players um earlier in the in, in the offseason, and he was putting he was putting in damage, he was putting in that work. Mm-hmm. So I think he's I think he's in for a great season and I, I'm excited to see how he plays. So I think right now, yes, it'll be Mitchell, but um just because of the talent and the upside I see for Mobley, I think he'll eventually take that spot.
0: I get that. I, I can definitely see that you know Mobley is really one of the guys that has one of the higher ceilings on his I'm team, you know. Right
2: here. What
0: is it?
1: I'm feeling a, oh no. I well, said I was feeling a sack right here.
0: What game you watching?
1: The Cowboys? Oh, Cowboys!
0: I don't know.
2: Sunday Night Football, brother.
0: Oh yeah, of course. How are you? How are you going against the Bucks, man? Come on. I'm
1: literally Shame on a you. Cowboys fan. I'm joking? How I'm could joking. I not? Like I'm joking. How, how could you go against um, the, the Miami Heat when it's the Golden State against you? I'm like, come on, man. That makes no sense. I know. Yeah. Let
2: me let me ask you guys this. This is this is a. Uh, if if my if Miami wins that series, right, you, you think you think it's a better series against Golden State? I'll start with you, Michael. What do you think? Wait, what now? What we got here? If Miami beats Boston, right, in the seven games, say Jimmy Butler hits that three on Al Horford and they go to the finals, right? Oh, okay. You're saying does, the NBA finals, gotcha. Right. Do you think Miami win do you think Miami has would have a better shot than than Boston because they have more experience? I I
1: hate to be in a debate of what could have been, you know, kind of, because you don't want to oversell one team or undersell the other. But I will say this. I feel like Boston offensively looked bad sometimes as far as dribbling, just flat-out dribbling. And Miami didn't. Little, I, mean,
0: I mean, Boston was a better offensive team than Miami, if you think about it, because you remember, um, like, Miami didn't have Tyler Hero for most of the series.
1: But Boston had a lot. I think, actually, I heard a stat mentioned on ESPN yesterday, and I wasn't even paying like any attention. It just happened to be on. And it said that – did this bog off the scoreboard? It did. Wow.
2: <laughs> that is it's crazy.
1: Uh, that, actually, Boston's front court or back court averaged over nine turnovers in the finals. And they were talking about how uh, getting Brog may help that. That's what it was. I was actually trying – to look at some stuff for another notes That's what it was exactly. But, yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know,
0: Boston not having, like, a playmaker-type role for that team definitely didn't hurt because, I mean, T- Tatum had to pick up a lot of this, like, you know, even even throughout the finals as well, which kind of took a, took everything away from his game offensively. So getting a guy like Brogdon does help the team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think Miami being there before, I think that would have had some ease of the nerves. Oh, wow. Well. No flags on that?
2: Are you watching that, CJ? Yeah, you'll see a couple seconds. Count the oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I was like, really? Uh,
0: <laughs> count the bucket and jumping from NBA, NFL, and <laughs> every 10 seconds. I'm nice.
1: counting everything yeah. right now. But uh, that's my only thing is I don't want to <laughs> say that Miami would have beat them or anything like that, but I do think offensively, I think Miami was more versatile because we got to Boston and it was just either Brown or – uh, Tatum really with the ball, trying to create, you know, in a sense of something. Now, I feel like you would have got that Jimmy Butler, but they had an offense that they could have ran with pick and roll with Bam that we've seen. And then even with Tyler Hero taking his one on ones, even uh, Max could have come out there and hit a couple big shots. And then you even had Tucker out there on the corner. Like, I feel like it was almost a more spaced out offense that could have been maybe more of a problem, but I'm not going to say that they would have won or anything. Is that
2: fair? No, oh, yeah. it's, it's your opinion. <laughs> That's right,
1: and it's yeah. always
0: right. <laughs> um, so in my opinion, I think if, I, if I, in my opinion, it really it really would have went the same way. In my opinion, just as you know, Boston lost the six. I think Golden State probably would have lost the six as well. Um, I definitely get what you're saying, CJ. As far as Miami having that experience, because we saw what they did in the bubble the year that they played the Lakers. You know, pushing that team to six games. You know, especially that infamous Game Five when uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler, that's true. So Miami definitely would have would have um, given the Warriors a run for their money just like Boston did, but I feel like Miami just did not have enough on offense in my opinion. And that's why I say that um, that Boston had the better chances because Boston did have the offensive package. Even though Tatum didn't play well, you got great production from Jalen Brown. Al Horford came in in uh, game one and knocked down a few threes. Uh, Grant Williams... Um, Derek White, so you know they had a lot more offensive production in my opinion than I thought Miami would have given because Tyler Hero was hurt for for the majority of that Conference Finals, so yes. the so the real only offensive like option was Jimmy Butler, so obviously the Warriors would have done enough to probably to possibly like slow down Butler so that would have forced other guys like probably Bam or whoever to uh, or uh, even Gabe Vincent or whoever to really step up, but. Honestly, I feel like it probably would have went the same way. But Warriors probably would end up winning in six,
2: just like they, just like they, they did against Boston. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, uh, Nick. I felt the same way. Just the uh, even though we talk about Miami experience, Warriors had much more <laughs> experience right. getting, getting to the finals, and their key guys when the cha- actually win actually yeah. won the championship. So, yeah, it was just something I was thinking about throughout the week. I just wanted to you know throw that by you guys and see what your thoughts on it.
1: I just wonder where Jimmy Butler is the man. He I don't think he would have had a bad game like Tatum did, you know? And I think that would have changed at least somewhat. I'm not gonna say game seven or even turn it around where they win. I just think having your star player not crap the bed yes. for six games makes a big difference.
2: Yeah, for yeah, I mean just for Miami and then we could uh, we could get into the Atlantic division. But mm-hmm. hey, I just I see them, and they just—they're they, just still missing that other guy. To mm-hmm. Miami, yeah, they're just missing that other guy next to Butler. I don't know if Bam is a a true two-second option. I don't know. To me, he looks like a three, based on everything I've seen so far. For so me, think, for
1: them not to make it—I'm sorry, I interrupted. You. No, Go ahead, good.
2: keep on. No, yeah, No. I just—I just felt like um, you know he's. If Jimmy could get a a solid guy next to him, a Beal type, um, you know somebody like that, that's that makes them so dangerous. Because now you look at the East, I, I mean, in a couple in a couple years, I really think the Pistons are going to be.
0: Oh yeah, the Pistons going to be there. Like they're probably going to be they're probably going to be a playing team next season. Not,
2: next not season. Yes.
0: Yeah, not not this upcoming season, but the um the, the next season.
2: They have a lineup like that's six eight and a uh, six six and over.
0: And not to mention, Dwayne Casey is a really good coach.
2: Great head coach. He's a, he's a he's the perfect head coach for a young team. Coach of the year. Uh, he's coaching the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're going to be dangerous. The East is getting better every single year. Mm-hmm. So now, especially with the Donovan Mitchell move as well, just enhancing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I think Miami they need to get another star in there if they really want to compete and go back go back to the finals.
1: And I'm not being a homer here, but they must think that Tyler Hero can be that guy. He just is developing mm-hmm. on.
2: To
0: me, Hero was good at his role now, and that's being a six-man off the bench. I don't think he can really be your true number one option if you're mm-hmm. trying to win a championship.
2: I, I just feel like if he was that guy, he'd be a, they'd be looking for another six-man because he'd be a starter. Mm-hmm. It, hands down. There'd be no question. He's our starter. Then we could, mm-hmm. find, we could find Gabe Vincent or... Max Strow, so somebody else could go mm-hmm. fill that role as six man. He should be a starter by now if he would if they really felt like he was gonna be that guy. So um you know def- defensively he's not great. He's um, terrible. Yeah, yeah. I was I was being oh, I, was, I was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good, you're good, you're honest. Um, but yeah, he, he's not you're that honest. he's not that good. And um, I, I just feel like they need that they need that other guy, that guy that could get mm-hmm. you 25 any given night next to Jimmy, bam and get you to 18. And do everything else. And then, you know, the role players and then the scheme from Spolstra, they'll be fine. So we'll see what Pat Riley does.
1: Absolutely. We could talk more about Miami and that division, but we'll yes. hold off on that. We, we've dove, dove, dive, div, dove, and Zeke eaten. But uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into uh, the Atlantic. Or it is the Atlantic, right? The Atlantic. Atlantic, season. yep. Yes uh let's just go ahead uh we'll start with you cj let's just go ahead and start with the knicks what do you think on them
2: oh actually we, uh, i got okay i got, the okay, injury, I got yeah. you i see what you're yeah. doing okay we got the let's start with the um the team that won the east last year the boston Celtics. Second in the eastern conference um record wise had a you know a, a crazy they had a pretty a pretty good run they had a pretty mm-hmm. good run They they swept brooklyn then they went up against Milwaukee. They might have had one of the hardest
0: runs in the East, honestly, when you yeah, think was, about yeah. what they went through.
2: Yeah, it was up there. It was up there. And if they were able to you know, cap it off with you know, being Golden State, that would have been a special run for sure. Mm-hmm. They go up against Milwaukee, Giannis minus Middleton. We were able to get through that one in seven. Then Jimmy Butler hobbled a little bit, still had a crazy game. where he dropped 47, 40 in the first game. They, you know, they struggled in that series, but they were able to, you know, battle through. Marcus Smart had a crazy game, I think, in Miami in one of those series, and then and then you go up against obviously the Golden State Warriors, and they, and they lose in six. So I think a phenomenal season. They pick up Malcolm Brogdon in the offseason, season. Danilo Gallinari gets hurt uh, with the ACL playing for his home team in Italy, unfortunately. Um, so you know, I think they they could they could add somebody else from that wing position. There have been discussions of potentially bringing in Carmelo Anthony. As a, as a stretch four off the bench to kind of, you know, re- replace that role that Gallinari potentially was going to have for the team. So I think they're, I think they're looking for some other options. I think Brogdon was a big pickup when healthy. He's a really good secondary ball handler, really good playmaker, former 50, 40, 90 guy in in Milwaukee. So I think it could be a really good, really good piece for them. I'll start with Nick and I'll go with Michael, man. What's your thoughts on the Celtics going forward? Do you still think they're going to be, you still think they're? Um, I don't. I don't. I, you still think they're they're supreme threat in the East in terms of there there isn't there isn't going to be anybody that's going to be able to stop them regardless whether it's Milwaukee, Miami, some of these other teams.
0: I'm not going to say that like nobody's going to stop them, but I I will say that Boston is up there as far as one of the more superior teams in the East um and i think just last year you know that experience of even getting to the finals i know they lost but just getting there and having that experience of playing at that type of atmosphere i feel like they're going to be able to elevate this season and cap off cap off of uh, a great postseason runs um getting a guy like i mean like you mentioned malcolm brown and that's probably that's probably one of the more underrated pickups in my opinion of the offseason you know having that guy who can really take that pressure off with jason tatum and jalen brown being that playmaker guy who can also score at a high level, you mentioned it. CJ, um, he averaged 50, 40, 90 before. Um, he he had some really good seasons with Indiana. I know people may have overlooked it because you know they had guys like Sabonis and Miles Turner and those guys. But he had, he has some really good seasons in um in, in Indiana and Milwaukee um a few years back. So Brogdon has proven that he can be an least starting point guard for the NBA. So just for him being on the Celtic team is gonna be is definitely gonna be big. Um Unfortunately, Gallinari was signed to the team, but then he ended up tearing his um, MCL, I believe, overseas. So that definitely sucks. But Boston's going to be up there, in my opinion. You know, Eme uh, Udoka proved last year that he's one of the more elite coaches and he's just going to continue that, in my opinion. So I'm not going to say that they're just like over everyone else, like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, everyone else. But Boston's going to be one of the more superior teams in the East this
1: year. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna just kind of piggyback on everything y'all said, so I don't want to just keep repeating everything. They made some good off move or off season moves. I hate that Galley went down. I thought it was a great pickup. Then he goes down, so I hate it for that. Like to see what they do. I didn't ha- haven't heard about Cal Cal uh, Mello on that, so that I think would be decent for them. Struggle a little bit on as far as defense. Uh, don't know how well that would help, but it- having a leadership like that would be great. Uh, what I do have them out of their uh, – how many games they play? 82? 82, yes. <laughs> 82 games. Yeah. Uh, out of 82 games, I've got them at 55. So, I actually think they're going to move up in the records uh, as far as what they did last year. I just didn't even pay attention. You got it right there, 51 and 31, which is crazy <laughs> that I think on January 6th of last year, after losing to your Knicks, they lost only like 10 games from that day for the rest of this the season, not the playoffs, but the season. I think they went on, like, a 30-10 record. I'm just going to kind of ram that up there. Not I to
0: would. cut you off, Michael, but that that's a good point that you make because around that time, you know, there was a lot of talk saying that Tatum and Brown couldn't coexist on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, they were saying that, you know, one of the guys needed to be moved, obviously it wasn't going to be Tatum. So right. for them to, like, after that Nick game to kind of figure it out and show them, like, hey, you know, we can play with one another, like, mm-hmm. that really showed, like, how good Boston could really be.
1: Absolutely. But the only thing that I I do worry about is during this offseason where they have talked about we're going to trade Brown for uh, KD or all these movements that they're kind of doing. Like, how is that going to work on him mentally? Like, I'm the weaker brother or I'm the lower one. You know, is that going to be any kind of mental damage that they've done that they got to recover on that? And, And I don't know, come back to him and said, man, sorry, it's just business. Not that we don't or don't want you, but, you know, that's just the offers that we're going around and in the discussions. We love you. We, we want to move forward with you. We cut that off. I don't care what the media said. It was discussed, but you are a guy. We're going forward with you and Tatum, this is our team. I don't know. But I've got them at 55 wins. That's I, I do want to say that. Every team, I don't know if you all want to say anything like that, but I've actually put a win what I think they're going to be all these teams at.
0: I'll say around that, you know, I'll say around, like, 52 to 55 wins or so. Okay. Because, I mean, you, you, I mean, you got to think, though, like, they practically have their same team from last year back. You know, uh, you got guys like Robert Williams. You still got Al Horford, uh, Grant Williams, and, you know, the rest of those guys. So, you know, they they still have the majority yeah. of their role players. What, what was that? We don't <laughs> talk <to> about <that>, Grant. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, Boston, I mean, Boston just pretty much added, honestly, you know, getting Brogdon is a really good piece. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited to see what they can do this year and try to capitalize off of making it
2: to the finals last year. I'm a fan of Boston. I think um, when you have two versatile wings like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think you're always going to be set up for success. They could both of those guys can easily be, um, you know, top 10 players. I, I feel like they have that potential. Tatum is obviously right there. And I think Brown, if he were in a different situation and he, and he was the number one guy, I think more people would have those type of discussions about him as well. But um, I think together, you're right. There were definitely those questions on whether or not they would be able to succeed early on. They struggled. And then, like Michael talked about, after that game against the Knicks when RJ Barrett hit the game winner, they kind of you know recollected themselves, got back to the drawing board, realized that they needed to play defense. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did. And they, they went on a crazy tear They had a really good run to the east to the nba finals their off season it was good it was good i think again Brogdon was a really good pickup they needed some secondary they needed a playmaker a true playmaker marcus smart still kind of um transitioning to that role being a playmaker playmaking type point guard he's really good defensively and he was nicked up with some injuries in the eastern conference finals and that, that tripled over to the nba finals as well so i think him coming back healthy was is going to be major for him and also him just continuing to to learn and develop in this new role that he really wasn't he really didn't have when Brad Stevens was uh the head coach so I think this is going to be a, a really good situation for Marcus Smart he can learn from a guy like Brogdon i think their closing lineup is going to be Brogdon Smart Brown Wait, Tatum I don't
0: forget about Smart
2: yeah Brown Tatum and I mean it's really just depends on who's the big they're, that they're going up against. If it's a traditional rim running type big, I mean you could go Robert Williams. And, mm-hmm. But if it's a guy that could space the floor and pop and roll a little bit and you need versatility, you could go Al Horford. So, I think they're they're in a good spot there when it comes to their closing five. You could put that closing five up there with anybody. And I again, I think adding Brogdon, it gives it gives you that that sense of an extra playmaker. It takes the ball out of Tatum and Brown's hands all the time, so they're not turning the ball over. I do think they do need to improve their playmaking because teams are definitely – they definitely looked at the finals and saw how Golden State played against them, forcing them left, turning the ball over, making bad mistakes. They're going to have to work on that if they want to succeed and ultimately hoist that Larry OB. So I think they could add another piece to that bench. Grant Williams is good. He developed. He was able to – uh, work on him spacing the floor. I know, I know you don't want to. I know you want to hear that, but he's he's turned out to be a pretty good player. He's twenty three years old. They could be a sol- a solid rotational piece for them. I, I do again I, again I do think they need that wing and they, they need another wing piece on the outside that could shoot, play a little bit of defense. Um, I, I think that's going to be best for for Boston going forward. But yeah, I could definitely see 40, 48 plus wins. It's gonna it's tough it's tough to put a number because the Cavs got better. The Hawks got better. Mm-hmm. I think the Raptors are going to be better now that they realize that. You think those teams to be better than
1: Boston?
2: No, not not better than Boston. But those are those aren't games where you're like, oh, Boston's going to automatically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. Not, those I aren't that. automatic W's. So th- you know, the season it's gonna it's gonna be different, and um, I just feel like. It's tough to put a win number, but I think they will be definitely in the in the high 40s, possibly 50s for sure. It's very possible that they continue to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is their defense. That's what got them to the finals. I think they'll do. I think they'll do wonders. So um, really good team, young team, young team with a lot of experience, something that we Mm -hmm. haven't seen in a while. Those two guys being in the finals now, having that finals experience now on top of the Eastern Conference finals experience that they've already had over the last six years, five years, respectively. So. I'm excited to see what they do going forward. Imi Udoka could have easily been coach of the year. So I think they're going to be, a, continue to be a great team. And I think they're dangerous and you can't sleep on them at all. And I think it, I think the East is really just comes down to who's the hottest in April, because April may and June, because that's, I just feel like it's so much parody now, especially at the top. Any, anybody could, anybody could hoist that. Anybody could uh, be in the finals in that conference. All right, who are we going on with the next? Yes, sir. Next, we got the the Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Nets. Yes, sir. The we got Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Yes. A team that was really the star of the offseason in the NBA um, this year. Keeping up
1: with the Nets.
2: Yes, keeping up with the Nets. June 30th, KD asked for a trade. Kyrie, the, the opt-in, opt-out. Dilemma, was he going to opt in? Was he going to opt out? Does he want to take the 37.6 mil? He ultimately opted in, and then KD asked for a trade. And then we had the scenario with, like you like you guys just talked about, the, the Celtics fielding offers for for, for KD, Suns, uh, Miami. There was talks about New Orleans. Everybody. Being, yeah, New Orleans was being asked for BI. So everybody was trying to field offers for KD, but Josiah held it down, was like, you know what? We got this guy for four years. Four years left on his deal. We're going to keep this guy. We're going to try to make it work. They brought in Royce O'Neal, a solid 3 and D wing, who's had a lot of playoff experience coming from Utah. TJ Warren was a bubble MVP candidate two years ago, the way he was playing when he was on the Pacers. Remember his beef with with Jimmy Butler. Uh, Definitely remember that one. Um, Ben Simmons. He's not in my league. He's not in my league, exactly. (laughs) Ben Simmons is the... The unicorn, the the X factor. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the guy right there. I look at, I look at their starting lineup. I mean, there's potential closing lineup. It could be Kyrie, Warren, O'Neal, KD and Ben. If you if you want to if you want to do that, that, I mean you got spacing, you got versatility mm. defensively. That's much better than having Drogic and Patty Mills as shooting guard and small <laughs> forward last year against the Celtics. I think that lineup right there would match up extremely well against Boston, would match up extremely well against Milwaukee as well. People people don't think Ben could play center. I think in today's NBA at his size, oh, he his, definitely his ability, can. Yeah, his size, his versatility, it's mm. perfect for him because he can't shoot. So he could do everything else. Just has to knock down his free throw, so they don't they won't foul him at the end of the game. I think that lineup is absolutely perfect for Brooklyn. For me, it's going to come down to Steve Nash. If they're not able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, at least he's out of there. He's out of there for sure. He has to be gone. I'm not a fan of his offensive style. We've talked about this plenty of times on the show. Maybe he's gotten the lab and changed some things up. Now that the roster is much better, maybe he felt like he had to go more ISO because KD and Kyrie, um, because they didn't have a lot of versatility on defense to get stops. So they needed those guys to step up and, you know, just go off one-on-one. I think now with the versatility that they have, I could see them really being a a contender, a true contender now in in the Eastern Conference. Uh, We've been talking about them being a contender for a while when they had Harden and, and things like that. and They haven't been able to get to the Eastern Conference finals yet so wow <laughs> Kyrie Ky, exactly so I, Kyrie's Kyrie's the important I mean Kyrie Kyrie's they have two x factors it's Kyrie and what's what's on his mind he was streaming on Twitch yesterday I was watching him playing some 2k so he looks like you know listening to him and watching the stream looks like he's in a good space good headspace. look like he's ready to go for the season and and, and again yeah <laughs> we still but, got <laughs> six weeks though yeah, exactly. I mean, it, of course, anything can happen. He's, a, he's a wild card. he
0: got, no, got no confidence in him, bro. I, I
2: mean, he's a wild card, no question about it. And then Ben Simmons is also a wild card. You don't know what you're going to get from him either. But if they put egos aside for those those three guys and they want to play together and try to do something special, I mm-hmm. think they could do it. I really think they can. They would They would eliminate a lot of narratives that were placed on them. Of course, some self-inflicted last year
1: absolutely easily
2: they go to the eastern conference finals they go to the finals it, it eliminates everything oh because everybody thinks these two guys it, it can't work it won't work so if they're able to silence the noise I think they're going to be in a great spot and I think they have the talent to do so Michael what's your thoughts on Brooklyn man
1: my thoughts on Brooklyn is I'm almost tired of them it's, the season's not even started and I'm really Like, I I said keeping up with the Nets in the almost – I don't know if y'all picked up on it as far as keeping up with the Kardashians. Like, that's almost what I feel like they're compared to now. Like, there's been so much drama in this offseason. Like, I've been tired of talking about the Nets. But the Nets are going to be good, I think. Like, we've already talked about the combo, the trio that they're going to have if Ben Simmons actually plays. Like, if his back is fine, if he's mentally okay – Uh, Is Kyrie now, he's okay to play, I guess, in most of the games now. So we should have him more than we had him last year. Uh, I don't know as far as going up to Canada for games up there in Toronto, whatever may go on there, because I know in baseball there's still some players can't play uh, crossing the border with now. So Kyrie can't play in Toronto if he doesn't get the vaccine. He didn't get the vaccine, right? He never did, right?
2: No. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So that's still that whatever lingers, but – The COVID thing is almost a complete pass now. But if these guys can just play basketball and put their phones away and put all social media away and just play basketball, this team could be very dangerous. I mean, they have a good lineup. Like, to me, if Ben Simmons actually played like a Ben Simmons wants to play with these two guys on your wings that you just create and kick to and let them finish it out. It's perfect for him. Uh, play defense, lock up, get rebounds, and get assists. You're going to get putbacks for your 10 points. Like you don't even really have to
2: score. Six ten, Draymond. That's what I said, man.
1: That's for real. Like that's really all he has to play like. So uh, he's going to be the uh, the the point guard. He's going to be James Harden, how we had him, and they were talking about him MVP as far as running the point guard, kicking to these two guys, do the exact same thing, come down on defense. Now you're guarding the big guy. Take it easy, guard the the rim, guard the paint. So if he can just stay mental capable, I think – now here's my thing. I'm actually going to put them around the 50 win mark because we're going to get Kyrie at more games but I also think they're going to do some resting. They're not going to worry too much about what they position they get as far as number one or what. So I'm going to have them around the 50 mark and I'll actually have Boston win in more games just because I don't think they care as far as becoming number one in the Eastern conference. They're just going to rest quite a bit or what I call it? a minute management or whatever. Load management. Yeah. load management. So I think that's going to be a little bit of a situation going on with that as far as their wins. So, I have them there, and that's really what I think. I think 50 wins is going to be. Now, is that their cap? Absolutely not. But I do think load management is going to come in with that. Uh, Yeah, that's all I'll say on there.
2: Okay.
0: So this should be like a dream come true for a guy like Ben Simmons. You know, coming into the team. Well, let's go back to when he was in Philly. So, obviously, Embiid is the top guy, clearly number one option. But who was the second guy behind him? Ben Simmons. So a lot of the reason why he got a lot of criticism because of that game seven was because he was supposed to step up as a second option. Mm-hmm. Now you're going into Brooklyn, where you don't necessarily have to be that top two scoring option. You have Kevin Durant, and you have Kyrie Irving. So Ben Simmons main priority with his team has got to be playmaking. And then of course, you know, being the anchor on defense, because we all know Ben Simmons is super versatile on defense, being able to guard all five positions, being able to guard on the switch. Uh, being being able to uh, defend the pick and roll and everything, so then I'm not gonna say he has an easy job, but he's gonna be able to do the things that he's comfortable doing in Brooklyn um, that has nothing to do with scoring. So that's why I like it for him. Hopefully, he starts to. Um, I think I read something where he did say that, that there were like he did say that uh, he would be ready. So hopefully, he will be ready and he'll be healthy by the uh, by the season start. But as for Brooklyn. They're going to be a good team. I I definitely agree with Michael. I, I'll say they'll be in the fifty win mark. I don't know if they'll be like top four, but I know that they'll. I'll I'll probably pick them. I'll probably pick them to be at least top five. I'll probably pick them for that fifth seat overall. Um, I still think that they have like some holes in their um in their roster. In my opinion, that may prevent them from really elevating like against teams like Milwaukee or Boston or whoever. But Brooklyn's still going to be in that conversation, just because of the names that they got, Katie and Kyrie.
2: All right, all right. Yeah, again, they have they have some exciting players. They're just they have some interesting personalities to say the least. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I want to ask you a quick oh, yeah. question before you go to the next team. Out of
1: those three, who do you think would be AKA MVP candidate? Oh, did he catch?
2: Katie. Cry Katie. Yeah. I think I think KD, yeah. Um, I think he has a lot to prove. Also, he had a ter- I don't want to say terrible series, but he struggled. He struggled a for lot. For him, for yes, his caliber, for his, he
0: yeah. had a pretty bad series against Boston.
2: Yeah, yeah. And for his standard, he definitely struggled. He was kind of seeing ghosts out there. They flashed double, and he just you know thinking was somebody's open, and he turned the ball over. So he he had a he had a he had a rough. Rough uh, first series there, then you know the Mike James comment comes out and says he didn't feel like they were going to win the first round anyway, um, which I mean ultimately happened. They got swept, which I don't like. I think for KD this year, from a basketball standpoint, you gotta be you gotta be a vocal leader. Now he's always been a guy where in Golden State he was with he was with Nick's squad. That's always been his issue. They, didn't, they didn't need him to be a vocal leader. Steph mm-hmm. Steph could do it. Draymond could do it. Play, I think, is a really underrated vocal guy. I think he talks a lot in that locker room and, and those guys really hear what he has to say. Even guys like um, Iguodala, too. Eagle, Eagle Dollar, 100%. So I think in Brooklyn, that's your squad now. You have, to, you have to, even in Oklahoma City, I don't feel like he was really a vocal guy. I think Westbrook was the vocal guy. He brought the energy to the point where we saw when he left, he didn't even tell Westbrook he was leaving. He shot him a text. You know, that's really a man's. So you don't do that. So... you you, you talk to them face to face. So that just goes to show, you know, he's kind of a reserve type guy outside of, you know, I feel like
1: Twitter, Twitter
2: aside, you know, I know he's on Twitter going crazy and the Twitter is like a world where you could be someone that you're not.
1: Mm -hmm. And I
2: feel like that's really what KD is. I think when he's like him, if he's like, if if you were cool with him, he'd probably be more like chill, relaxed. He doesn't really say too much. And that's, I feel like that's how he is when it comes to basketball. Twitter, yeah, you feel like you know, Twitter, you could be anybody you want. I mean, as long as the likes hit, that's it. Like, you know. So, but yeah, from a basketball standpoint, he has to be a vocal guy, he has to be a vocal leader. Now, of course, I feel like those guys would be able to listen to him. He's one of the greatest players to ever play. And I think that has to be that transition for him because Ben Ben needs a guy in his ear telling him, Yo, I need you to lock in tonight. See,
1: yeah. That's where I'm I'm gonna interrupt you. No, you're good. All right, <laughs> you're good. I, I wanna say I'm completely different on you on this though. Because I almost think that the way he comes off on Twitter is might be who he is. That hateful, the the negative demeanor, just uh like
2: is it hateful? The, I think it's I just I just think it's a wall, bro. You don't think it's a wall? I well see. Wall,
1: I mean I hope it is, but I'm just thinking like I don't know. I just feel like that would be a hard person to be led by, you know, that that always being a negative Nancy, if you will, or always doom and gloom kind of person. Like that's what I always feel like from his his tweets and stuff. Like you come at him, oh, blah, blah, blah. like if if I were to be playing for him and to make a mistake, and he just like I don't know scold me for the dumbest things when like he does it himself. I'm like, you know what? Why should I bust my tail for you if you're on that? Like, you know, there's different ways to lead, and sometimes. The negativity leading doesn't work for these players. And Ben Simmons, I don't think, would be one of those guys. Like, if you jump all over him and down him, he's already telling us that if there's some, like, I won't say mental problems, but mental issues that he lingers with, that, like, you know, maybe he can't deal with that stuff, you know? And I think Westbrook, I just think I'm, yeah. I was just going to say Westbrook, I think, totally can handle it and would, you know, would bite back, which is why I think Westbrook took over that team as the leader. Just, I don't know. I don't I think Durant is more bark than anything.
0: <laughs> more bark.
1: <laughs>
2: I, don't know, I don't know why I that's like so a, funny. I feel like a leader should know the, the people that you're around. So you have to you know, talk to them in different type of ways. Maybe for Ben, it's not, you know, yelling at Ben and saying, Yo, you suck, you can't shoot, you <laughs> know. Stuff like that. It's maybe like, but yeah, does bro, Durant yeah. know how to lead? That's that's but that's the that's, question, and this and this is what I'm saying. Kevin Durant has like he has. More like I think a
0: he has right, the personnel. Right. Yeah, like, I think he has the personnel to be a leader. But the thing about it is that you know, like his whole mentality is, I just want to go out there and hoop. And like he's he's admitted that on many occasions. So with yeah, him I being like more what like, mid 30s, more than to win a championship.
2: We need more than that, bro. And he should Absolutely. know that more than anything because he's had he has two. He has to. He should know that more than anybody. It's more than just getting buckets. And I I'm saying for Ben, you got to be like, yo, Ben, I just need you to lock in tonight, man. Yo, get rebounds, get stops. You know, run the transition, run the floor. I'ma feed you. I got you, bro. Just lock mm-hmm. in real fast. We gonna we gonna go to the promised land. We gonna get the W tonight. You I'll can't carry you. Like, you Can't be like, yo, Ben, what's up, bro? You didn't you didn't make that rotation. You suck. Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like because maybe his <laughs> his reaction his right. reaction could be different, and now he could be you know set aside. Like oh, where he's talking to me crazy. Was, mm-hmm. was good. So Kyrie, maybe probably the same thing. I mean, Kyrie's, you know, again, interesting personalities. That's what I call these Absolutely. guys. So I think he has, to, he has to make that next step. He has to be the best player on the team. You're not going to win a championship. So do you guys, like, was like was
0: do you guys play. think that Absolutely. Brooklyn, like, do you guys, do, do y'all think that Brooklyn should probably go out and get like a, a key veteran so that somebody can be that vocal leader on the bench? Like kind of like a guy like UD is from Miami, like just sitting on the bench, but you know, but he's a real vocal leader. On the side See,
1: line. finally, you're acting like he's a leader <laughs> and a veteran to this team. I never
0: said he will. He, he still needs
1: no, some time. Don't get me wrong, but you're just basically saying that Brooklyn needs him. I just heard that. I, just, I just didn't say that's that. Exactly, him, what that's that's the way I translated that. Oh I think I God. think they <laughs> could use a
2: guy like that. I think they could definitely use a guy like that. You look at the that that Cavs team in 2016. They had guys like Dante Jones. Richard Jefferson, just guys that you know they're not going to play, but they bring other aspects to the team that really helps the overall guys. Somebody that that could be a guy, maybe a couple guys talk to. They may not be one guy may not be cool with the other guy, but you have mm-hmm. this guy, that veteran guy that could kind of meet both guys in the middle, and you you could be able to have those conversations and be cool and make it work for the betterment need, of the team. They need that
1: player that's not so good that will do everything that they can to make that team better.
2: Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what they need. I don't know that's, if they have that right now. Looking at their roster, I'm um, trying to go through maybe Patty Mills. Um, that's about that's about it to me from from what mm-hmm. I see. That you know, one of those veteran guys. But again, you got to have respect from all 15, mm-hmm. the other 14, right. 15 guys on the squad. So
0: and that's the thing, though. Like you know, I mean, Patty Mills is a champion. Um, I don't think Dragic is. So it's like, but Patty Mills has never been known as like that vocal leader type guy. At least from like from the past. You know, him being being in San Antonio and everything. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, is yeah, Chicago now, but yeah, right. But oh, I yeah, yeah, right. Like, like like that veteran, that veteran presence. They need that. They need that, and I just don't think they have that on a roster right now. And when you're asking three, you know, again, interesting personalities to be those leaders of your team, it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. Granted, and, and also none of those guys, it'll even have a leader that's maybe in that starting lineup. I mean, T.J. Warren just got there. Royce O'Neill. Can he be Royce on could be that guy? Maybe. Maybe. I mean he's he's I mean man.
1: I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you need a coach that can go to KD and be like, hey, listen, you need to be that guy to go and pump them up some, but he's not even gonna to listen to
2: Nash when he says that. Like he That's wanted Steve, him fired. Steve Nash not that dude. He's not that dude, man. Steve Nash uh, should've
0: been like let's be real, Nash Steve Nash, sh- Nash should have been fired exactly right after that.
2: But he
1: hour. wasn't. When you
2: when you two, two best players before the season starts are saying we don't have a coach. Right. I'm with That's you. It. I'm told. Totally- That's it. That's it right there. When your two best players are like, we don't we don't need a coach. We don't have a coach. What? <laughs> so from there, it's a, you already know what's it going to what's it going to be. It's going to be a lot of yes, men. Yes, men. Yes. A lot of no, you know. Not lack of confrontation if things aren't going the way it needs to go, and I see that with Steve Nash. She looks like a nice guy, cool guy. Is he going to be a guy that's going to, you know, cr- criticize, critique KD? Mm. Yo, do, do what you need to do. Get these guys going. Like a, maybe I think a Darvin Ham could potentially be for the Bro, like he could Darvin, that type of
0: guy. Imagine Darvin Ham with Brooklyn.
2: Oh my yeah, God! They need a yeah, They need a no nonsense guy in there. Um, Ooh,
0: but, they should go for Rasheed Wallace.
1: It would be nice, but I don't think he could be head
2: coach. Like, yeah, I don't know he if he could. You never know. I don't know. Right I mean, away. not like boom. Yeah, like I mean, Nash time. was a coach right away. And, 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 and I mean, at least at least, <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least she was a coach at Memphis, um, playing under Penny or um, coaching under Penny. Yeah, so I mean, I, he, he definitely does have it on his resume, but
2: that's you're true. That's that's true. And I think and coaching also also in basketball is so underrated to me. I think we. It's it's more glorified in football, it's college football. It's it's glorified in college basketball, but I feel like in the NBA, it's like oh, if you got two great guys, doesn't matter who the coach is, they're gonna win. That's what everybody. That's that's like the that's
0: true. The,
2: the casual narrative, I should say. That's the casual narrative. Oh, they got LeBron and AD, so Frank Vogel it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna win the chip. But I mean, yeah, they want. Coaching the chip. matters. Yeah, coaching matters because you're dealing coaching with You have to be a therapist. That's really your job as a therapist. Like a they, therapist that calls place. <laughs> they even teacher. did that in
0: Cleveland. Honestly, like you know, they were talking, about, oh, 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 they got LeBron, but a lot of people they don't like. They don't realize how good of a coach Tyron Lue really is.
2: So they sleep on that, yeah, Yo, bro. You yeah. don't come back. Th- you don't come back down three one against the seventy three and nineteen and not have an elite coach. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you just don't. It just doesn't happen. LeBron. LeBron's been in the finals with Mike Brown, David Blatt, else. Yeah. So you know,
0: <laughs> David sleep- Blatt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tyloo Ty, Ty is that dude. He's that dude. And I think if the if Steve Nash isn't able to get those get those guys to at least the Eastern Conference finals, it's curtains.
1: All right. So let's move on to the next team.
2: Yes, sir. Let's transition to the next team. Another team with a lot of questions going on going forward next season. A lot of storylines surrounding this squad. The Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Um James Harden. Got him to an extension. Takes a pay cut. Brings in his guy, PJ takes Tucker. Cut. Takes a weight cut as well. Looks 100. Mm-hmm. Dealing with the hamstring injury over the last two years. Looks to be ready to go. Been looking at the workout video. Some of those, some of those photos were photoshopped and people were trying to, you know, put some disrespect on his name. But I saw the actual photos. He looks, he looks in really good shape. Looks, <laughs> it looks like he's ready to lock in and 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 try to win a championship. Because again. So I CJ think
1: Jay just said that Harden looked good.
2: Okay, got it. In terms of like in basketball shape, like, in <laughs> uh,
1: so about, my Booker is your James Harden. Okay, no, it's, it's cool. I don't
2: think we could compare Gosh. it because you kind of okay, you kind of take it, on, you kind know, mean, take it to another level. Okay, <laughs> but so no, I, I just I inflated it. He ain't called call Harden handsome it. or anything. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take it there. You feel me?
1: <laughs> but yeah, there I think Harden.
2: Harden is. Fine, I'm a fan of Harden, been a fan of Harden for over a decade. And this is this is a key, this is a key moment for Harden right here because he could go down as this generation's Barkley. Him and Westbrook easily could go down as this generation's Charles Barkley. Great player. Went to the finals, put up a bunch of numbers, MVP, no championship. So now he's here with he's playing with one of the greatest bigs. You've seen in a long time with the versatility that Embiid can play, play at. There's no excuses. You're a number two guy now. You've been a number one in Houston for, what, eight years, eight, nine years. Now, as you're getting older, you could, you could transition to that number two option. You got a guy like Embiid. Like I said, they brought in P.J. Tucker. Another guy that they brought in that was a, a sleeper pickup was uh, De'Anthony Melton from from Memphis. He's a really good floor spacer. I think he's going to excel in that system when they play a little bit of five out. If they sag off, you know, he could could knock down some shots. He's athletic. He could go to the basket as well. I really like his game. They pretty much got him for Danny Green, who's going to be out for the majority of the season with the ACL. So that's a big-time trade, a big-time move by Daryl Morey that he picked up in the offseason. That's a a sleeper for me. Uh, They got Montrez Harold. They just picked up Montrez Harold this week. Again, a guy that could come in and give you 20, 22 minutes, a little bit. He could probably play with Embiid at certain certain moments because Embiid could space the floor. So I like I like that lineup man I really do and um, i like the guys that that they picked up in the offseason to to put around Harden and Embiid and again we talk about X factors I think we know the X factor to me is Tyrese Maxey for yeah. for Philadelphia I think he could you know mm-hmm. continue to take that next step he'll be 22 this year filling going yeah. into his role 22 He's 22 yeah 22 exactly so I'll start with Nick man what's your thoughts on the 76ers how do you think their offseason went went about and, and what are you what are your um thoughts on how they're gonna play this season?
0: So I know that, that practically since the playoffs, you know, Philly's Philly's been more like the laughing stock. Obviously, we know we're hard Harden being overweight and him dealing with the um hamster injury and everything, but I think Philly's gonna be really good. And then oh yeah, I, I forgot to spoil they they still have Doc Rivers, so but <laughs> yes. honestly, I think I think Philly is going to be a really good team this year. So for me, when it comes to Harden, is like you know it's kind of the same thing like with Ben Simmons is that you know, because I feel like Maxie is going to be that second option behind Joel and beat offensively. So that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Harden to really okay. focus on the playmaking side of things. So that's why you know I predict like if Harden can give you at least like nineteen to twenty one a game along with like eight to ten assists, like that's a pretty good season for him at this at this stage of his career. Like we don't need, like people don't need James Harden to average around 25 plus a game. Like I don't, I don't think that he could ever be that guy again. So as long as he's able to produce, as far as like, you know, being that playmaker, being able to, uh, being, being able to spread the floor and being able to really dictate the offense, I feel like that's going to be big for them. And then on top of that, like you mentioned, you know, PJ Tucker's a really good pickup, you know, having, bringing that, um, bringing that, bringing that enforcer who can really do damage, Um, getting a guy D'Anthony Melton as well. So Philly, Philly's got a nice squad, And then, of course, you still got guys like Tobias Harris. You know, whenever he's being consistent, you know, he could be a great option. Um, Matisse Thibel is a great is a great uh, defensive matchup. So Philly's got a really solid team. I know that they've been a laughing stock because of, you know, how things have turned out for them. Because, you know, obviously, when a guy like Kendrick Perkins giving them like that name of or of um, Harden and, and B being like the best duo since Shaq and Kobe. It's just absolutely insane. But besides that, I think Philly's going to have a good year.
1: I want to make jokes, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be serious, I guess, with this Philly team. I mean, we know we got the Doc Rivers who, like, does great for the season, then playoffs, and it's like, ah, whatever. But uh, the Sixers, I mean, they're a legitimate team. You, you've got a year-in, year-out MVP candidate in Joel Embiid as long as he does not get hurt. Uh, the man is next level, seven-foot whatever, can play – 18 feet out and back to the goal, facing the goal. He can do whatever he wants to, basically. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. With uh, Harden now being completely healthy, they're saying lost some weight so the hamstring's not having nearly as much strain or weight on them. Uh, they're acting like he's not having as much problem with those, so hopefully we can see a better Harden here. I do like what you guys are saying with Maxi being the second option. I really think James is going to be the first, or the second, option off of Joel Embiid but I can see both working on that because uh, really almost Brooklyn-esque James Harden where it's hey you facilitate kick and let these guys create off of what you have already created I'm fine with that I'd like to see some pick and rolls a lot more with uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden with uh, quickly coming from the weak side as they go around if His guy helps down to double team on the big man, so you take away that guy. Plus, James Harden can't create. You swing it over to the weak side where it quickly should be wide open for a three or at least in an ISO situation where everyone basically just cleared out where he could go one-on-one with anyone. I would like some type of play going on with that quite a bit. I think it would be nice. I think it would be a great option. I've got them going around. My predicament, I'm going to say that there are going to be around 53 wins this year. I'm going to give them a couple more wins, I guess. So, right now, I have Boston one, Sixers two, Nets three, in, as far as how I think they'll finish record-wise. Not bad. You know what? Y'all kill me with these. Not bad. I'm not mad. I, I Okay. Like, you know. What's wrong okay. with it? I mean, like. You, it's like you almost sound okay, but it's it's a little iffy what you said. We're not, we're not here, disagreeing with you. We're uh, not, not disagreeing. disagreeing we, we agree. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's not a full like wow, Michael, that's great info. I mean, I'm not mad. <laughs> See, I, I don't need a KD. I need someone to be like, hey man, awesome job, Michael. All that's right. great info. That, that, that's dropping thanks, man. Who do you want me to be? Do you want
0: me to be U D?
2: Yeah, no. I, I throwing, want you to be throwing like, chairs so. and whatnot. <laughs> I want you to be like uh, I want you to on, be on like the sideline. <laughs> want to be like Nash, just hugging yeah. K D after, you know, sc- Oh uh, no, God! You don't want me to
1: be nice. Pat me on the back, man. I need the I need the uplifting. <laughs> Are we really already punting. God, and, Lee, we suck. And again, for
2: me, last thing before we go to the Raptors, it's uh Joel Embiid has never been to an Eastern Conference Finals in his career. It's been knocked out. crazy, crazy, right? So this is such a this is why I feel like the East is really going to be must see TV because. There's so many storylines and situations that some, somebody's going to be disappointed. Some, one of these st- uh, trio and combination of superstars are going to be sad, <laughs> you know, when it's all said and done next year. So that's the intrigue and the suspense, you know, obviously, you know, as we're previewing these teams. And, uh, you know, I really want to see him beat in the Eastern Conference Finals in the Finals. He's 27, so you would assume he has more time. Um, but I just think right now it's a great situation because of what they have around them. And uh, they need to capitalize on that fast, fast.
1: Okay, real quick question before we move on. Because, you know, you're saying that one team is going to be upset. You know, and that's just this Atlantic co- uh, conference. Like, we're not even talking about if uh, Miami were to make a big jump or anything like that or some team come out of nowhere. Let's just say – Boston doesn't make it. Is that team broken up at the end of the year, or you think they run it back? They're okay if they finish outside of the Eastern Conference. Just quick answers on this. We won't keep. What you do honest. you mean, like
0: outside the East, like not make the playoffs?
1: Okay, we'll we'll say uh, Brooklyn and uh, 76ers make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So Boston doesn't. They lose oh. that round before. Mm.
0: Boston would be fine. I mean, you got to think. I mean, they they just made the finals last year, so if they were to get bounced like the second round, I don't I don't think that they'll necessarily split this team up. I mean, they will make some adjustments, as like as the roster changes, but I mean, besides right. that, I mean, the core guys are going to be there. Jalen right. Brown, I Jason Al Horford, probably
1: gone. Let's get younger at that position, you know. Probably but what, but so. you ha- pro-
2: pro- Probably, yeah. I'm right there. They probably have to again make some more roster moves. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan okay. of always breaking the team up, bro. I'm just not. Just well, I don't think Boston's that.
1: either. That's kind of yeah. why I started with them. Brooklyn, they don't <laughs> make it to Eastern Conference. Now, you already said you think Nash would be gone. But what about KD,
2: Kyrie, Ben? Kyrie
0: could, be Kyrie could be gone. Kyrie could be traded. I
2: mean, am not It's possible. He'll, that. Be a, he'll be an unrestricted free agent next year, so very possible. Oh, okay. He's going to uh, be free, so yeah. Yeah, so I think. Nash, Nash automatically is gonna have to go if they're healthy. With everybody I named when we, when we previewed them, and another mm-hmm. they able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Nash definitely has to get up out of there, and they have to bring somebody else in there, and then probably give it one, one, maybe one more year. But ultimately, this is gonna come down to how this team, the chemistry, bro. Like I said, we really mm-hmm. underrate chemistry when we're talking about these games. Absolutely, but we think it's yeah, like sure. we think it's just like two K. Like you put, you know, you know, player X and great player B. Right to you know on a team, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is gonna work, and it doesn't always work out like that. So, but again, what those, if those personalities 76ers. are so
1: crazy? 76ers don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. What happened? Doc Rivers is
0: gone. He's like, Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers team. cannot stay another year if they don't make it to the conference finals next year. Yeah,
2: Doc Rivers is out of there, and my fear is that they go with Mike Dantoni, and
0: that, 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 style, that style, that style, that style of play is not gonna work with a Galleon like bead.
2: It's not going to work with a 35 year old Harden. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's like,
0: you I can't have that running 30, gun offense. Hey, 35
2: old. Easy. Yeah, but, but the miles that the Harden's been in Houston, he was, you know, remember Harden, he barely missed any games in Houston. Mm-hmm. He was averaging like 79, 80, 81 games a season. So he was out
1: have there. Have y'all seen where uh, Golden State talked about uh, Kerr? His game plan was just let Harden get whatever he wanted by the fourth quarter, he'd be done, anyways.
2: That's it, bro. I never Tire
0: saw that, out. but I mean, Tire it's him true,
1: out.
2: yeah, yeah, bro. That's yeah. how you—that's how you stop these guys. He's not—he's mm-hmm. not a machine, mm-hmm. you know. He's—he's he's human. Tire him out fourth quarter. Those legs are gonna get tired, man. You can't mm-hmm. be doing all them step back threes <laughs> in the fourth quarter, and you gotta go play defense, nah. It's,
1: and it's even cool. those step back threes, like that's a lot of legs. Because I mean, he's bro. probably jumping <laughs> six feet away, you know, trying to get that space, and then jumping, you know. I've been traveling, and
0: sitting. I was kidding.
2: The, the I one
1: mean, thing is legit. It's travels.
2: The one thing I saw, I think uh, – shout out Unwrap Sports. I think the 76ers was going to be a solid this season. Oh, and sorry. Was I, don't, I, don't I don't think he'll, he'll
0: go back players. to his – I don't think he'll go back to his old ways, but he's going to have a good season. Like, it's not going to be the harder from, like, his 2018 MVP year. He's right. not shooting free
2: throws. We know that now. He nah. needs to change his game. He needs to start yeah. working in the post a little bit more. He needs to start shooting, taking some mid-range shots. I did see him do a workout with Maxie and, and Sam Cassell. Um, a few months ago they were doing that mm-hmm. drill where they were working on pull-up mid-ranges he needs to get back to that I mean he did that a little bit when Kevin McHale was a head coach when he first got to Houston and ever since Mike D'Antoni was like no threes and layups so yeah. I think he needs to get back and, to the mid-range right and see this is why like I mean it, it, with all due respect to Harden this is why
0: I've never and I will never in life put him ahead of like guys like Kobe or D-Wade like on the all-time shooting guard list like you know He's never really been like that skilled. I mean, James Harden is a special talent. Don't get me wrong, but he's never been that skilled offensively. Like when you think about D Wade and Kobe, like they were great mid range scores. D Wade wasn't necessarily a great three point shooter, but he was. He was definitely more athletic. But Harden, Harden doesn't really have that type of skill set. He never has, even when he was an OKC.
1: Well, I can't say that he doesn't don't have skill because I mean, I'm not he's in the NBA. I'm
0: not saying that he does have skills, but like not like a certain skill set of like the like the past offensive players that we've seen in the past, like Kobe, MJ, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Even yeah. even Steph Curry, in my opinion.
1: Well, I think he's two dimensional. Uh and that's I've said that actually for years with my friends around here like watching like if he goes left, he's finishing at the layup. <laughs> if he goes to his right, it's a step back three. Like it's just constantly. Everybody knows it. You just can't stop it. You just can't stop it. And I think because you can't stop it, he's not had to do anything else. I remember watching uh, uh, the school I used to work at. We had a boy that was in seventh grade that was six foot, and he was probably one of the most athletic boys that i have seen in a long time playing in the the game at that age. But he would catch the ball with his back to the goal and jump and then turn around mid-air and shoot it. I'm like, listen – your seventh or it was sixth grade, he was sixth foot. I said, "You're sixth grade, you're not being challenged. You can do that and make it. Obviously that's fine. But that is not how this game works. And as you get up and people catch you in height, that's not going to pan out for you when you get to high school. I said, exactly. you've got to learn your footwork and actually do this. so when you are challenged, you can go to something. And he just there was no work ethics, but I mean that's that's kids these days. So it just it stopped there. When he went to high school, he ended up quitting hey, because he couldn't gonna, do anything.
2: Shots
0: at the kids, yo.
2: Yeah, now, and, that's, I mean, and that's my that's my thing with Harden, bro. He doesn't he, he doesn't have a counter move. And again, that's why nah. I feel like Mike him, Mike him and the Mike D'Antoni pairing. Yeah, you could on the, on the surface you could look at it and say, man, they put up some crazy numbers together as a head coach top player duo. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if the ultimate goal is winning the championship. That's what they failed at and I just feel like again that style of system it lacks a counterpunch they just keep doing it the same thing over and over and over again in a regular season of course you could you could do that of course because you're not going up against great teams every night but when you go to the playoffs you're seeing a great team every single night and I agree I agree I see what Nick is saying you know he doesn't have that you Absolutely. know post move you know spin around pump heavy right. you know he doesn't have that bag and floater mid-range. the Nick Van Axel yeah he doesn't have he doesn't have those he has, has a floater
1: there.
0: I'll give him healer. He, he has
2: a floater. You got to have a floater. That's that's the layup part, the reason layups. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so if he can work on that part of his game as he gets older, he's going to be you in the clear. because Okay, up the clear I want to talk
1: strategy too. with you guys here because this yeah. is something I've always wanted to see actually happen. You know how they kind of pick him up full court sometimes. So I would like to see a player pick him up full court, push him left full court, and when he crosses half court, almost have him to, like, the okay, you know, the two – well, I've always visualized two lines going all the way down the key, you know, how you got your – where you line up the two lines there uh, for yes. rebounds off a of free throw. Right. Uh, always, I always picture the court in three sections, okay? You got your middle and your two sides off of that all the way down. Have him on the left side of that third one and see if he actually could create an offense from there because when he goes right, all it is is a step back. But when he's in that that third far left side – he can't really drive with his left hand because he's going to straight down the baseline or the sideline. So I wonder, I wonder if you were to funnel him over to that left side from the beginning, can he actually come back to that right and penetrate to the goal and score? Because he doesn't do that. Now, again, we're talking about an NBA player here, but I would just like to see that be a strategy a couple of times just for myself to see if that would actually work.
2: But you know how he offsets that? His handle.
0: Yeah,
1: because he'll play he'll come right, back good.
2: to it. Right, right. That's, that's the thing. Is. Like Harden, Harden, does
0: have a really great handle, and that's something that the,
2: si- the size up the size up is too elite. So Absolutely. I mean, from there, the de- you're, as a defender, you're thinking like, what is he going to do? And he already got you. If you're thinking about all that, then it's like blow by, and then oh man, the blow by. Oh no, then step back. Right. Then oh then then his, his uh the opposing teammate is going to come help down to the corner, down to the hash. So it's like right.
1: Well, it's I'm tough. talking back almost all the way back to free, like half court, like have yeah. him oh, all the way back him, there. Like
2: press him, press him full yeah, court. Yeah, from full then, court, try
1: to get him over there to where he has working from that far back out on there.
2: It's, I mean, that I mean, that, that could definitely be an option. That could definitely be an option. I don't know why teams uh, haven't done it. Probably also two fouls, the fouls where the, the referees in a regular season, they blow that with some crazy. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to get to the free throw line. And then yeah, if they're the primary defender on Harden, you're like, damn, I already got two. It's the First quarter for the tip off, now, right? Now I got exactly. You're uh, granted too automatically. Hell. Now I got to play. Now I got to play back, and then you're playing right to his hands. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's go into the, the Toronto Raptors, um, a, a really interesting team. Oh, okay. I said it was gonna be short on that. My bad, guys. Now you're good, man. We're talking hoops, bro. Um, Toronto. They went forty-eight and thirty-four last year. They had an interesting year. They struggled. In the beginning of the season, then towards the second half, they kind of made things work. Scotty Barnes winning Rookie of the Year. I was actually watching him. Uh, he was also streaming on Twitch as well, <laughs> playing with some two K, playing two K with fans, getting engaged with oh, the fans cool. too. That was, that was cool to see. Um, so I think they they have a they have a they have a weird not a weird team, but it, it's just an interesting team to where they need to establish. And I think at the start of the season, who's going to be the guy? Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like it has to be Scotty Barnes. That's the most Precious. obvious answer, right? <laughs> I think I think, God, that's, yeah. I think that's the most that's the most obvious answer is to is to go with go with Scotty Barnes as the number one guy. You picked him fourth overall in the draft last year.
0: So, so yeah. do you think he's ready for that role to like take over, like at least offensively? Because I mean, we we know how versatile he is, but I don't know if he's really got the offensive bag yet to where he can be the number one option offensively. That's why for me, like it would have either had to been either Van Vliet or Pascal.
2: I, I see what you're saying, but I think Van Vliet and Pascal are third and fourth options on championship team, if we're being honest.
1: Okay.
2: Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, pa- I know Pascal had a, he had a, he had that good finals with Ka- when Kawhi was there. Um, so you could he can maybe be a two, maybe, but to me, he's more of a, he's more of a three. So, yeah I think yeah you gotta give him the keys already, yeah now early, so he could develop and when he gets you know he's twenty four or twenty five it's all easy for him now he's what twenty years old, <laughs> so it's like it's so, so you know he you give you give him the keys right now and he'll he'll develop, he'll learn i think siakam will have no problem playing off the ball, I think that would help him help his game. I don't think he's a guy that could be a number one, go get twenty five to twenty eight points and then set everybody up. that's not really his game, so Scotty Barnes I mean, with the versatility like you talked about, he should he should get the keys.
1: If not, you're going to end up with another RJ Barrett, right? Someone no, who's no. not developed yet because he's not had the keys completely oh, given right. to yes. him. Yeah. Hang on a minute. I wouldn't I wouldn't him now, let, okay? Let's
0: save it for the next the no, next team. Yeah. All
1: no, I was no, just no. saying is that like, you know, we talked about this last episode when you weren't here, Nick, was <sighs> that
0: oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But RJ John's. Barrett it's Put the like emphasis on work old. here.
1: Yeah. Uh he was he's 23 years old, but yet we look at him like he's almost a has been, or he's not going to develop, even though he's the same age or younger than Zion. Came in the same year, and everyone's fine with Zion. But Zion had the team from the get-go when RJ has had uh my guy, Julius Randle, or just a Kentucky guy, my guy, in the way that's really stumped his growth because he played good one year and that's just kind of Tom Thibodeau's way is, hey, you're good. I'm going to let you play and not ever sub you out. So it's almost caused RJ not to develop in prime time or more of OB Toppin more than anyone who uh, CJ said averaged, what, 10 minutes you were saying last last week, yeah, I think?
2: Tw- 12 minutes before the end of the season, it went up to 17. So, I mean,
1: if you don't give him the keys now, why did you draft him number four overall? Like, So, I mean – if anything, set up those plays, use them as often as you can, but still have your other guys ready to go whenever you need a bucket, you know, I mean, go ahead and give it to him. Let him, let him start driving. You start him young, man. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Start start, young. start, start, start him young, young. man. <laughs> you need, you need those versatile wings. They, it was a great pick by taking him over Jalen Suggs because had they took Scotty had the magic took uh, Scotty Barnes and they would have had, Scotty Barnes and and Banchero? Mm. GGS, GGS. So, um, you I know, mean, they made Orlando probably would have never
0: even picked on um, Paolo
2: if they got Scott if they got Scotty. I don't be, know. They would have been crazy. They would have been. Yeah. crazy. I mean, I don't think the Magic uh, would have been. If Scotty was there, they would still wouldn't have been really good. They still wouldn't have been very good. Uh, yeah, you know, the Magic is, they that. weren't a good team. But yeah, I, what I would have took. <laughs> I would have took him. That's that's perfect, bro. That's perfect. Two versus it's just like the Celtics in a way. Two young versatile wings. Yeah, I just got to make I it work. That. But it didn't. It didn't happen. And yeah, I think you know Barnes has has to be that guy. And and Van Vliet, he's a really good, really good point guard. He's smaller, but he's, he has he has really good de- defensive instincts at that at that position. Gary Trent Jr. able to space the floor, play defense. He's a solid piece as well in that starting lineup. I like his game. I just feel like they have to add. You have to add some more players on the bench, some more depth on that side, and I think if they're able to do that, I think they could be really good. To me, they're just they're kind of a a tweener type East team. I mean, they had their window with Demar and Kyle Lowry, where they were you know they were really good, but just couldn't get over the hump, aka LeBron.
1: <laughs> and they kept losing, they kept losing LeBron in,
2: in the East, and then that was they, they good had their, yeah, that was it. Yeah, then they had the one hit wonder with Kawhi coming in there bringing in the championship and now it's like oh what are we what are we doing what's going to happen now so is, is Cooper rush in Cooper rush is in that got hurt with a hand injury it's tough and yeah so i don't know i don't know what to really say about toronto i think they're going to be a playing team i think they're definitely a playing team i agree. they've been, they've been a bunch of teams in the eastern conference that have surpassed them over the last couple Atlanta of years yeah definitely Atlanta definitely, Cleveland, like we just talked about, um, and so they they're going to need to be able to continue to draft well. Masai Ujiri is a a, a top top executive in the league, so they're going to have to continue to draft well and, and put some really good pieces around around Scotty Barnes as the years progress. But yeah, I see them as a playing type team uh, that could you know be you know give give a give a top team in the East in the first round a run for their money, but ultimately ultimately just not get over the hump because they're not as talented.
0: I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I keep saying it. <laughs> it's a habit, Michael. I'm sorry.
1: I ain't mad at it. It's fine. One hundred percent. But um,
0: uh, I mean I think Toronto I think yeah. Toronto is definitely gonna be a um a good team. Sorry, sorry, real quick. But I mean, you know, I still think that, you know, even though we see the Atlanta and Cleveland, like, you know, they're obviously more talented than Toronto, but I think, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, maybe with like that experience that Toronto has because, I mean, they definitely been to the finals before, you know, even even though most of the roster is still shaking. They still got the core guys like Van Vliet, OG, OG uh, Chris Boucher. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like they they still have a lot of those core guys. And on top of that, you know, we know how great of a coach Nick Nurse is. Guys, a genius. So it's tough, man. It's like, you know, I could definitely say playing. But if they were like to get that fifth, sixth seed, I think I think I think they were the sixth seed last year, if I'm correct. If they, were, if they were able to yeah. get that, then I wouldn't be surprised by that either.
1: Well, I put them at 47 wins. I think they're going to lose one more game than they did last year. Uh, it's just I feel like the East, and I'm not dogging that team or anything at Toronto. I just feel like a lot of Eastern teams have gotten better, and I'm not saying better than them. It's just I think every game is going to be fighting for victories. Obviously, that's the – most dumbest statement I've ever made, I think. But uh, I think just every game is, is going to be a, a true battle, really. And uh, it's, it's going to be very competitive, Competitive, I think, from, I mean, really? One through what? Eight, I'm going to guess, kind of throwing out there. Like, that's how competitive the East is depth-wise. Now, will one and eight could be interchangeable? No, but I'm just kind of spitballing. I think that's how competitive range it's going to be. But I'm gonna put them at 46, and that still may have them close to that play-in. I don't think they're gonna be. I don't think they're gonna be out of the play-in game. I don't think that. Uh, we'll see as we go on. Once we get through all six the last week, I'd like for us to kind of go through the whole Eastern Conference, give a ranking Eastern or Western, and give us. Oh yeah. Uh, all that. Oh. Oh.
2: Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, oh. Tough. tough, tough, tough. Such a heartbreak for the cowboy I mean, fans on the first. He, he
1: was open for like ten yards, and that ball took like twenty minutes to get there. You got Tough life.
2: To it so it's also tough being a Knicks fan, <laughs> and, <laughs> oh. and you know this team. Obviously, they struck out in the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes this yep. off season. They weren't able to acquire him via trade. Whether it's Danny Ainge you know, didn't like uh Leon Rose's, you know, offer, or they just didn't want to send Donovan Mitchell to New York, whatever the case may be, they were unsuccessful in acquiring Mitchell. They mm-hmm. picked up Donovan, not Donovan, they picked up <laughs> Jalen Brunson, I wish. <laughs> they picked up <laughs> they picked up Jalen Brunson in the offseason. I got. that had a stellar, stellar postseason. The his series against the Jazz, <laughs> series against the Jazz, and played pretty well against the Suns also. And, and root to that Western Conference Finals appearance alongside Luka Doncic, averaged 18 and 6 in that in the playoffs last year on some pretty good shooting splits. So he, he's he's definitely a factor. He's 25 years old. There were questions about the contract. Did he get overpaid? Overpaid? Should have been paid? We've talked about this a lot during the uh, uh, free agency and off-season episodes, and we just feel – Well, I, I feel like he's uh, – I feel like it's a good pickup. He's still young. He can still grow and develop. And I just think for this team, it's it comes down to two things, and if you've been watching the show, <laughs> I've been saying the same things over and over again about the squad, and it's going to come down to Julius Randle and, and Tom Thibodeau at, at the end of the day. It's what Julius Randle we're going to get, this year, first season we got mid Julius. Second season we got All NBA Julius, and then last year we got Dirt Julius. So, um, you know, are we gonna get <laughs> not even all- mid? He was dirt. <laughs> no, nah, he was not good. He was not good, brother. He was not good, man. Forty, forty, thirty, seventy-five shooting splits. Nah. <laughs> as, as a number, as a number one option, it's not cutting it, brother. It's not. So, <laughs> it's it's a it's a bad look. It's I'm a bad look. Julius. For, what are you sorry for? Are you yeah. sorry for him? Sorry, you sorry for the Nick fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure Nick fans are cruel, man. You know, you know, you know. It's a crazy. Keep it like, real, bro. Uh, Just giving a real. 40, 40, 30, 75? Yeah, bro, I was
0: to be like, you, what? You know, it's so funny though because like that the, that year they told me the players like everyone loved Julius friend. like they loved him, they loved his son. But like as soon as he started playing bad, it's like son. no, like,
1: no, you're done. We don't
0: care about your son no more, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm
2: it's just, it's just how it he played. It's just how, we, it's just how we played. it's just how he. It's just how he played. It's just how he played, man. He wasn't a great leader. Uh, you know, he just. You know, when times went rough, he kind of just put it. Let his uh, emotions get the best of him, doing the thumbs down sign to the fans. Just little things like that. Now, for some, for some fans, they don't care. I was. I didn't. I didn't really care too much. Like he wasn't thumbs. Didn't do a thumbs down to me. I don't care. Like I didn't care that much about it. But some fans feel a way about that. Um, but I just take overall how he played. It just wasn't good enough. R.J. Barrett got the extension for over 120 in the offseason. They, they got him for, for four more years. So uh, this this is an interesting team. Uh, you see it right here. They went 37 and 45. Their second half of the season was horrendous, losing games where they shouldn't have lost, losing games to the Thunder, the Trail Blazers, after being up 20 in the fourth, blowing a 20-point lead. So the Trail Blazers with no Damian Lillard. They had Josh Hart and... Man, I can't even name some of those other guys they probably they might not even be in the a right now um those those games that they lost to I guess those bad teams so yeah man I just again I, I mean I, I guess I see forty wins maybe I can see 41 and forty one but until I actually see that see those guys step on the court actually play I'm not optimistic about the squad oh the
0: Knicks the knicks the Knicks man um <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not a Knicks hate. I mean, obviously I'm not a Knicks fan, but I'm also not a Knicks hater as well. You know, I, I want to see the team succeed. You know, I I was one of the more excited play, like one of the more excited people like when when they did make the playoffs in um 2021. But obviously, you know, going into last year it just wasn't that good of a year. Um but I think this is a year where RJ Barrett really does take the keys, in my opinion, as a number one option. Like I, I see all-star year for RJ Barrett. What I mean, does that mean the Knicks are going to be like a playoff team this year? Probably not, in my opinion. But I still I think just looking at the the second half for the Austin break last year, you know, watching RJ get like 46 against Miami and get like, you know, other 30 plus point games. You know, like he he has the tools and I think he has the mentality to really be that number one guy. Now it's going to be all about whether Coach Thibodeau really trusts him as being the number one option, because I think we all agree that it can't be Randall. I think Randall's still a good player, but I don't think that he can be that guy for your team. So I think your other option definitely has to be RJ bear. So I'm honestly excited that Donovan Mitchell is not with the team because I'm just going to be, I'm just going to say it right here. I think in five years, RJ bear is going to be a better player, but I think, I think, honestly, I think that I think this will be his year. Um, I think that this is is his year where he takes a big leap. I feel like he's going to have an all-star year and, it may not result in like a playoff in like any playoffs, but I think it'd be a good. I think I think it'd be a good step forward.
1: Well, the New York Knicks. I've got them at forty wins, so I've got to win in a few more games. But I still think that they are going to be bad. I do like the ad of Brunson. I really like that.
0: I forgot about him.
1: Do you think Brunson's gonna or RJ will be better than Brunson this year? Yeah, I do
0: personally, in my opinion. Yes,
1: I I mean, I'm not like Brunson's gonna, I'm not saying Brunson's gonna have a
0: bad year. Like, I just think RJ is gonna be the number one option, in my opinion. Like, Brunson will probably be two.
1: Okay, I just feel like if they're gonna pay that much for Brunson, I feel like he would be the number one option for the team, especially coming in at guard like that. Uh, but. It's, I'm not mad at that. And we'll just see how it goes. I mean, 40 wins will be tough for them to get, I have a feeling.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. The only thing I'm excited <laughs> about, I'm ex, I'm excited about our young players, but then I'm Youth. scared. I'm scared because Tom Thibodeau doesn't play young guys. So, But now now he kind of has no choice but to because all the mm-hmm. veteran guys are gone. So if he doesn't play those guys – he has to go again. I'm not a fan of Thibodeau's offensive scheme. It's very stagnant. It's, it's the opposite of Mike D'Antoni, to where he's all he's all defense, no offense. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just it's a it's a tough watch. When we bet when Mike Wilson, not... should yeah, should have he should have been the head coach. He should have been the head coach when he was there, being the offensive coordinator. Before he went and took the uh, University of Indiana job, and they were actually mm. they had some, they had some success offensively in the half court. They had multiple sets they could run. Um, in what the Kentucky half court. coach did y'all bring? You mean uh, Kenny Payne? Kenny Payne. He
1: went to and Louisville. He went,
2: he went to Louisville. And, and then you all, stuck yeah, pretty yeah. bad. We lost. We lost. We lost good head assistant head coaches. I mean those I mean, guys. Just, Mike Woodson should have been the head coach, and Kenny Payne should have been the you know uh, top assistant coach. That's how it should. I mean, I say that joking
1: a little bit, but when we lost him at
2: Kentucky, we were horrible. And when we lost him, you saw what happened last year. So uh, he—he's—you get quality assistant coaches. Quality assistant Mm -hmm. coach. To me, Tom Thibodeau is a—I know he won Coach of the Year. I know he's won a lot of games. To me, he's a glorified defensive coordinator. That's what he is to me. Um, I just we've seen it in Chicago. We saw it in Minnesota. We're seeing it in New York. That's what he is. So yes, is see the best coach the Knicks have had in what, you know, t- 20 years, 25 years. Yeah, but that's not saying much because the last 25 years for the Knicks have been outside of the Mike Woodson years, two, three years were been terrible. So dirt. <laughs> So, I mean, listen, man, 40, 40 wins sounds, sounds about right for me, man. I just want to see the young guys be able to develop, get the opportunity to mm-hmm. play. And I agree with Nick. I, I just, To me, I just don't think Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, they're not a good duo. They don't work. They don't mesh. Uh, and because Julius Randle, just, he doesn't want to play off the ball. And if you don't want to play off the ball, you got to try to ship you somewhere else. You play he needs off to because it's,
0: it's starting to look kind of disgusting seeing Randle, like, you know, be in isolation, um, especially like you know, especially at the top of the key. Like it's, it's it's disgusting. I'm sorry. I,
2: I just I just feel like the sad part of this is he's gonna he he might he's gonna get traded, and to a place that's that's really good, and he's gonna understand the importance of playing off the ball, and it'll make him a better player, like Wiggins. Golden State. He could go there. <laughs> he could go there. I mean, please, I don't, please I don't know. no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm saying if he's not willing to buy in and play off the ball, like Wiggins went from 25 points per game to, yeah, okay, 16, 17, but and on much more efficient numbers and an all-star, exactly, and an all-star appearance, exactly. So, um, yeah, man, I just don't see that, that duo working, bro. Randall and RJ, I don't see it working out. They got, it. they got to mix it up. They got to get somebody else in there or, you know, let my guy Obi get some minutes. But the thing about it is,
0: like, you know, like, how do you even trade Randall? Because I don't think anybody really wants him. Because, I mean, his value is not as high as it once was a year ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't get offers, like, obviously, like, Mitchell. He wouldn't be the talk of the (laughs) offseason, like how Donovan Mitchell was. It'd probably have to be, like, a, you know, a three-team type trade. Yeah. Where, you know, situationally, two teams, two other teams need need money or they want to pick – they feel like Randall could be a good piece for them on their squad that could that could be a borderline fringe contender type team something like that that's how i see it happening down the road but again i just i just don't see this this duo working out for much longer we have already seen three years of it this will be the fourth year so all right man that, that... <laughs> so yeah that, that wraps it up for the episode again everybody that um, that was, that was tuned.
0: no more trivia
2: Oh, you know what? I, f- I forgot. I forgot, man. I forgot about about the trivia. Let me see if I can, I, I can post something up real fast.
1: Well, good. While you are waiting or looking for that, Nick, guess what else that you missed when you weren't here?
2: No, Yo, <laughs> did Michael you? Win got obliter- Michael got obliterated last week.
1: I, I did. I did. CJ yeah, it was pretty, fair and It fair. was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty but bad, bro. We got something new. We got some. Java seeds that came in. Whoosh. In case you didn't know about this, as you can see scrolling down there, go to javaseeds.com, get 20% off your purchase with our, our promo code BUCKET. And you can get 20% off all your purchase. And we went on there and actually showed it how easy it was. You just click on it and it has for the promo. And it was thank you. It was like a three pack, which is what I have here. It was like 16, 17 bucks after I put my promo code in. It knocked it down to like $15 plus the shipping on there. And it helped out tremendously. So if you guys love sunflower seeds, if you love coffee flavored, uh, the way this actually was, more, actually, it says right here two cups of coffee per bag. And here's a little bag size. It was made from a college student who needed to stay awake in his dorm to study for class. So he infused the two together coffee to keep him awake with sunflowers. He was a baseball player, so he loved to eat sunflower seeds and drink coffee. So, with that, again, javaseeds.com, use promo code BUCKET for count the bucket. And get 20% off your purchase. Bam.
0: Java C's. Make sure to check it out.
2: That's pretty good promo talk there, brother. Can't lie. Oh, thank you. That's was pretty good, thank man.
0: He, brought that. He, he wrote that. You wrote that, didn't you? Or did you go <laughs> off the top?
1: I oh, was straight off the top. <laughs> Impressive. So, the promos. Thanks. Well, since this <laughs> ain't my first rodeo. Right, um, have, you, have you found us a quiz yet?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. By the, Listen, right
1: now, I just have to ask Am I hearing crickets in somebody's uh, like outside? It's probably me. I absolutely am loving that, boys. I'm in the yeah.
0: south, bro. Like, like, I'm in the south, uh, man.
1: That's what I mean. It feels like summertime because I can hear that. I'm just like, man,
0: yeah, I like I'm not gonna lie. like it rained practically all day here, so it was really flooded everywhere. So you hear like the frogs and crickets and stuff. So yeah, it was right. crazy.
1: Totally fine. I love it.
0: It's the South, baby. Yes, sir. I'm sure yeah. they probably they probably don't get that anywhere. Right.
1: Yeah. I, CJ, do you nah. ever
2: hear frogs? And no, nah, bro, just uh, sirens. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, it. I can understand. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, so a man, lot of, a lot down, of sirens so. and and dirt and dirt bikes. Dirt yeah, but when bikes. I'm when I'm down there in South Carolina, yeah, when I'm in South Carolina, uh definitely you hear a lot of nature. You hear it's much more peaceful. You don't hear all the, the noise and the people screaming and yelling about whatever they're yelling about. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. New York is uh song beast. All right, so yeah, we're pulling up the screen now for the trivia.
1: Listen, I'm nosy and I know it, but uh so what part of South Carolina do you go to? Is that like vacation or something? You got family down there or what?
2: Yeah, I got family down there. My mom is down there. She's in a small town called Sheldon. Sheldon, okay. South Carolina is close to Beaufort. Um Beaufort. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's, it's pretty close to Yeah, it's I think it's around it might be a couple maybe about a 45 hour away from Columbia a little bit. But yeah, it's a, it's a small it's a small small town in South South Carolina, man. Um, yes, that's where my mom is at currently. Sounds good. Yep. Yep. I'm on the
1: CJ. That's
2: where it all started. <laughs> all okay. Right. Okay. So I think she's watching on the tablet or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, first question we got Pacers coach Frank Vogel was an assistant coach for which team in 2004 and 2005? So there was no I'm multiple here. choice. I don't, so we really, so really got to see where the where the mindset is at
0: i'm going to assume 2004
2: 2005
1: up. i'm too old i don't know man
0: jeez i don't know detroit i
1: know where,
2: I know where he went to college assistant coach Kentucky. 2004 2005 i'm going to say the pistons
0: yeah that's what i'm saying i think i think detroit but i don't know
2: yeah michael what's your thoughts what you think Yeah, I was gonna say taking, taking a lot of time, man. I mean, I feel like we're, I feel like we're diving into it, Google here. What's up?
1: Oh no 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 no. Uh, no. Phones here,
2: Blake. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the, the other screen. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: taking
0: a lot of time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it might be actually like a uh, a college team, but that wouldn't make no sense as NBA quiz. So let's just go with 2004. 2005, my senior year, Pistons were good then. Like y'all are saying, uh,
0: I also want to say I think I'm gonna I remember, go Lakers. Nah, I don't think.
1: I actually, I think
0: I remember seeing Frank Vogel like during that whole brawl in Detroit that year.
1: Actually, that you said. I don't
0: remember, but I feel like I did.
1: All right, let's see. Actually, I think you are right because I watched that recently this year, and I was like, Hey, that's. I want to say you actually are right on that.
0: I'm probably going to watch right. it tonight, I'm not going to lie. He's been a while since I it. I'm going to go with Lakers, though. <laughs>
2: You're going to go with Lakers. Nick and I going with the Pistons. All right. The Phillies. Yeah, we were 66. wrong. Way off. Way off. All right. Which player was the Los Angeles Clippers' first pick in the 2010 NBA draft? Blake Griffin? No. He was I thought he was 09. Oh nine, you're right.
0: Yeah, he was on nine because he ended up missing that whole first year. Yeah, first. And then the first he, he oh,
2: I'm gonna say uh Eric is Eric Gordon.
0: Eric Gordon or Eric Bledsoe. Uh Ooh. I don't think we, we need multiple choice, yo.
2: <laughs> wasn't Eric Gordon, didn't he play for uh the Pelicans? No, I thought that was God. after. He got, yeah, he got drafted by the Clippers. Damn, okay. I shouldn't have said nothing. Oh, I'm helping you, man. Damn, we're competing. <laughs> well, Nick already told you no, that it wasn't Blake Griffin. True, true.
0: Yeah, it's true. Anyway.
1: I'm good,
0: I think. I think it was Eric Bledsoe. I think it was because he was a part of that Kentucky team with John Wall and Demarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. And them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I think right, it was so, Eric see. Bledsoe.
1: All right, let's see. I'm not going with, with the, uh, oh. Al Farouk Aminu. Al I, oh, go I, forgot, yeah, we I still... forgot all about Aminu.
0: Yeah, Eric, Eric Bledsoe right? was
1: 09. I wasn't going to pick that, but I wasn't going to tell you all that.
2: <laughs> all right. What team did Doc Rivers coach at the start of the 1999 season? Um, the Clippers, Simston? The Magic?
0: I thought, I thought he went to Magic a little later, but. No, 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 it, no it, it couldn't have been the Clippers. So I'm not thinking. Um, the Hawks, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say the Hawks.
2: Okay. I'm going with the Magic. Which team did Doc coach at the start?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we are terrible. <laughs> we need the multiple choice. <laughs> I, uh, saying, man. <laughs> pretty... I mean, I'm gonna go with Boston.
2: All right. Let's see. Orlando Magic. I thought, it was, I thought that was later, though. Orlando Magic. That's I don't right.
1: remember remembering coaching for Orlando. Wow.
2: Ah. Yeah, remember that? They were supposed to, remember Tim Duncan was supposed to go to Orlando? Mm-hmm,
0: Tim Duncan yeah. had that
2: meeting with, with Doc. Yeah. And kind of rubbed them off, rubbed them the wrong way. They would well, I think, I think, I think I they wouldn't, like, let his
1: almost sounded
2: horrible.
0: I think they, like, wouldn't let his wife oh, on a plane yeah. or something like that. Hmm.
2: Yeah, something crazy like that. And yeah. it could have been Tim Duncan. Can you and imagine in T- and T-Mac? And, T- and, and on top of that, Grant crazy. Hill was still pretty good and at that man, time. crazy. Man, Brandon Doc, Knight, Kentucky. Doc has a lot he's of strength.
1: Doc can't win for nothing, Kenny.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think that was his first, like, blown, blown lead over there, too. <laughs> when he was in Orlando. Uh, yeah. Brandon Knight, Kentucky guy. Yes, sir. Third, which position during his, NBA, his rookie NBA season? So I if think I'm the not
0: mis- two. I thought he was naturally a point guard, so I'm gonna assume the two. I'm gonna assume assume the shooting guard. I'm, to I'm
1: gonna right say two as well. I'll, I'll help you guys. He got he, got he got
2: drafted he, by the Bucks. I think it was Milwaukee, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm. A, yeah. I'm gonna say that. I think Brandon is still there.
0: Her, yeah, yeah. It was like Brandon Jennings, Monte. Um, I, I think, think Monte, I... Was,
2: Monte wasn't there yet. He was still. In he go wasn't the there state. yet. Yeah. Okay. I think he's the state. Who wasn't on, on, on that team out. then? They had, they had. Uh, the they Bogut. Yeah, they had Bogut.
1: They had Delfino.
2: Delfino was there. Elias I think, was there too. Sounds about right. Yeah. So let's see. Point guard. Wow. That oh, was how the trick us right? That was an alley Yeah. Or yeah.
0: <laughs> <Well>, it's supposed <laughs> Steph, to be.
2: Steph Curry led all rookies in which category in the 2009 10 season? I'm going to say three point makes.
0: Yeah, probably three point.
2: <laughs> so, like, so it's an obvious answer. Sure. All right, three for three. Steve. Yeah, you're so wrong, yo. Wow. CJ is going
1: to win with one correct answer Orlando. Yeah, I might.
2: Who led the Chicago Bulls in assists per game in 2010, 2011?
0: I'm going to say Joe Kim Noah. Um,
2: I'm going to say Derek Rose.
1: I'm going to go with Rose. Although Noah was a triple double machine, you know what I'm saying Noah
0: Noah was a good passer, yeah. and I know Rose was more of like an offensive scoring guy.
1: All right, Let's see. Yay. Yay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm world. on the
1: board. Who goes with Joe Kim Noah? Wow! <laughs> All right, this guy's got more. a talk show, basketball, foot. <laughs>
0: Hey, don't be sleeping. Don't be be disrespecting Noah.
2: I'm not mad. (laughs) What number uniform did Kevin Garnett wear on the 2007 Timberwolves? Was it
0: not 21? I'm about to say, like, I know, like, he didn't switch to five until he went to Boston, which is the next year. I want to go 21. I think 21.
1: Like, because I see that uh, big old hefty white guy that took off his jersey and danced and everything. They brought him back years later to do it, and it's like retirement. I'm pretty sure it's 21. All right. I sure hope so. It
2: was 21. Nick's
1: on the board. CJ, three, me, two. Nick,
2: one. When did you y- get three?
1: CJ got three. I got two. You got
2: right, three? Right. Yeah, I got Orlando Magic, Derrick Rose, and then the, this one, right? KG. Yeah. What year did Steve Nash earn his first trip to an NBA All Star game? I'm gonna say two thousand three. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because he, he he was in the ninety six draft too. I'm gonna say like, yeah, 2001, I think, or maybe not. I don't know. What year did he go to Dallas? I can't remember.
2: Or oh, he, he, tra- he got drafted. He got drafted by Dallas. Went to was it Dallas or Phoenix? Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it was Phoenix. and then, well, then He got he
2: drafted was... by Phoenix and then got traded. Yeah, then he Dallas went to Dallas. For, for, then for J- he went right. back to Phoenix. Then he went, for, went yeah. back to Phoenix, right. I'm going to say 99. 99, okay. Let's see.
0: I'm going to say 2002.
2: All right, I said 2003.
0: 2001. Right. We're, we're
2: well, we we're in the middle. Skipped. We skipped. Right. <laughs> missed, we missed one. In 2010, the Miami Heat acquired Chris Bosch from which team? Toronto Raptors.
0: Toronto. Raptors. This is alley-oop.
2: Yay! Um, who was unable to participate in the 2008 2018 NBA All Star Game due to a knee injury? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler.
0: Was it Jimmy? I'm going to go Jimmy too, then I guess. I don't know. Really. <laughs>
1: 18. 18. Let's see here. Golly, just nothing seems like it happened after COVID now. Oh.
2: Yeah, they actually. a knee injury? Kyrie? I know Cousins didn't play it because it'd be Achilles. Achilles. I remember that something that with Butler sitting at the he, he didn't play like he was at the edge of the bench. It might have been 2018. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with Jimmy Butler. Did Chris gonna, Paul sit out a year because of the knee?
0: I'm gonna go with Kyrie. You're
2: gonna go Kyrie? I'm not sure I'm yeah. not sure.
1: Cause didn't like I feel like Chris Paul one time just be to do an assist or whatever, did one assist and then took himself out of the game in an all-star. But you know what? Right. I'm gonna go with uh, Kawhi Leonard. I go Kawhi
2: Leonard. All right. Let's see who is it. John John Long. Long. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, it does <laughs> that, that makes sense? It doesn't matter we see it, it definitely does. Who passed Kobe Bryant as the all as the leading scorer in NBA All Star history? LeBron, the king. Uh, LeBron, you're going with Larry Bird? Because I'm I'm gonna go with LeBron.
1: Some, LeBron, is
2: like, LeBron is King Larry James, Bird, guys. Come on, man. LeBron. LeBron.
1: Uh, Five, four, and three.
2: Oh man, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know this one. NBA star Kevin Love's. Uh, damn, I know this. I forgot the name of the band. Kevin Love's uncle Mike Love is the founder of which rock band? Oh my gosh. I what? The name of the band, bro.
0: I'm gonna say Queen. I'm just I random.
2: Got the name of the band. I used to Which? know this. I used to know this.
0: No cheating, CJ.
2: No, not mad, bro. I'm you lying. looking down, CJ? <laughs> uh, yo, hands free. Hey Siri. Hands free. Hey
0: Siri. I've already come to terms that I'm, I'm gonna get it wrong because yeah. I, I I don't know.
2: Rock
1: band. He's around my age, so I mean, honestly, Queens, that probably ain't a bad guess.
2: Nah, they're a pop band. They're a pop band. Like a poppy type band. Yeah, but like what what decade? I think it was the 80s. 80s had pop bands? I'm trying to think, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bee Gees. I feel like Bee Gees, Uh, I don't know. I forgot the name. I'm, I'm going to have to just
1: pronounce. I'm going with
2: Bee Gees. All right. Let's see. Ah, ah, ah. The Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Boy, Man, I knew that's it. Such a I good knew group. It.
1: And that's definitely not the 80s, just so you know. It's more like yeah. the
2: 50s. I couldn't tell you, bro. <laughs> uh, who signed the college letter of intent in 2001 then decided to go pro? Uh, um,
0: it was probably the old one trap. I know Kwame went number one.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Me too, Quan Brown.
0: I'll, I'll go quabby
1: Three for three. Yep. So because I mean, we had that last week, didn't
2: we? I think so. I think we did. Quabby yeah. Brown. <laughs> Why are these repeating I'm just, This because we page. were like we had no clue. We we're like, uh, this is a this is a new page. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Now I remember that now. Yeah. Uh, At what age, uh, this is the last two, at what age did NBA point guard Derrick Rose win the MVP award in 2011? 22.
0: Yeah,
1: 22. Yeah, it is 22. All right, 22. I thought it was 23. But like
2: 22. Crazy. All right, then the last one is what NBA star grew up as the son of a 15-year-old single mother whoa uh probably um, lebron was
0: <laughs> i mean lebron lebron's mom was young i think was she, she was like 15 16
2: was she that young? young wow mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna go lebron man i mean i can't really off top i can't think about anybody else uh,
1: i have to pick someone different than you to have a chance to tie you so yeah. which nba star grew up as a son thank goodness of a fifteen year old single mother. I mean, I'm gonna go Kobe.
0: <laughs> Kobe Kobe's dad playing the NBA. Kobe had it. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's a, that's a dumb answer. Uh okay, yeah. I have to go LeBron because I think you guys are right. dang it. Alan Iverson, Anderson. I mean I mean uh, that is that
0: is true, but I forgot. Man, okay.
1: All right. All right, CJ wins. Let's get had, it. I had six Nick's. Nick had five.
2: <sighs>
1: Tough loss. CJ Tough back, loss. back wins. You now catching, I'm two, catching up.
2: catching up to you now, bro.
1: Yeah, I've got four wins for the year. Oh, wait. No, we're tied. Because I, I took that one, the tie or the uh, co-wins that me and Nick had, and I took it away so Nick could have one for himself. But, no, it's a three- and three, and then Nick has one. Dang it. I don't like this now. You got to start using Google. Nah, man.
0: <laughs> start using Google.
1: Yeah. We got to go back to multiple choice. I got to get them old questions.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I ain't go it was a little difficult, yeah. uh, multiple choice. Yeah, we're to see It was fun, though. Questions. All
2: right. So, yeah, that wraps up yeah. this episode of Count the Bucket. Um, Nick, Michael, where can the people find you?
0: Yes, follow me on Twitter, Nick Andre ATR. Make sure to follow us here at of usn and that's about it.
1: Cool, oh, right. that's it. No new yeah. uh, articles you dropping right now?
0: No, there, there, there'll probably be some later on in the week. I don't know, we'll have anything like planned out. Like you, you'll just have to wait.
1: Uh, you can find me, uh, of course, Count the Bucket at USN, as he just said. Also, you can find me personally, MD Lawson00. And in my bio should have my link tree that has information to everything that I got. Obviously, we do this every Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, where we will continue on with each division, breaking them down up till the kickoff, where hopefully we can have us a good panel work like we did with the NFL. Uh, also, CJ. I said ten wins, Steelers. Y'all made fun of me. They're already one and zero. Just throwing that out there. But also, I've got a baseball show on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time with uh, our good friend Connie, who's been on well, been on with me and CJ a few times on everything. But uh, Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time is backstop banter, backside of my cup, bam. Check that out. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, also, be sure to follow the podcast. I do apologize. I didn't put up the last episodes. I got it downloaded, ready to go. Just need to send it on in. So, look for both episodes to be dropping this week. Uh, very soon, this episode that we just recorded and last week that I have ready to go.
2: Right, yeah. Linktree.com slash cjames9. You can find me on Twitter at cjames9 underscore. In my Linktree, I have everything that I'm working on. Uh, my show the on the NFL and the NBA. Knicks and the Patriots, so look out for me <laughs> for all those shows, guys. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell for the next shout time out we're to on YouTube. Live. Shout out to YouTube, yes sir, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.
0: And also shout out to Java Java Seeds,
1: Java Seeds,
0: Java Seeds. That's yes, that. use your promotion code Bucket,
1: get some seeds. Yes, sir. Deuces,
2: deuces, man.